Hi, I'm Liam O'Rourke, and this week Cody Rhodes threw SmackDown head writer Ryan Ward under the bus for hitting on developmental divas. Calm down, Cody. It's not like he's done something really drastic like gone ahead and married one. I'm G. John Chase. I haven't really watched much wrestling recently, and just as I thought I'd managed to escape, they damn well announced a draft. Just as you think you've left, they rope you back in. Good thing I've been to Staples. It's time to make some lists. I'm Kieran O'Rourke, and as you're all probably aware, I am on Twitter at WrestlingProfit. Two weeks ago, I had a dream about this upcoming brand split and NXT getting gutted. Let's just hope my other dreams come true too. I'm Carl Jones, a man who will not only hit on developmental divas, but pretty much any diva with a pulse. And rest assured, I don't need a laptop give people the impression that their opinions just don't matter. This is the panel for the 85th Squared Circle Gazette Radio, and you can hear us rebook the WWF in 1991 next. Fifth Squared Circle Gazette Radio, I am Liam O'Rourke, alongside G. John Chase. Hello! Kieran O'Rourke. He's an out. And Carl Jones. She's uh... <laughs> That's awful! <laughs> and we are back this week uh, for a show that I'm very much looking forward to. We're going to be doing some rebooking. Uh, this time we're going to be doing the WWF in the year 1991. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard a show like this that we've done before, this is not our first Rodeo, uh, as they say. Uh, so, of course, we previously tried to save WCW in October 99. We tried to fix the WWF in 1995. And uh, we tried to do the brand extension in 2002. Uh, we've had this one suggested to us, as all the other ones were. Again, this is always just a bit of fun. Yeah, I was just thinking, with this upcoming brand split, you could edit this out or keep it in. We could do a show on... Funnily enough, somebody on the UK fan form, right before I came on, I saw that somebody said, Liam, show on this next week. Mm. So uh, may- maybe this is, yeah, maybe the real-life brand extension something we're going to come to in yeah. the... In the near future here at SCG Radio. I'll get the coloured pen. <laughs> <laughs> but for today, it is, of course, 1991. We're going to start as things were on January 1st of 1991. A really interesting year to do from my own perspective, just because this is the year... I've been wanting to talk about 1991 for a while anyway, with all the scandals and everything that kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, with Hogan and Arsenio Hall, the, all the sex scandals that came pretty much as a result of the negative press that came from the Iraq angle, the, uh, the Iraqi sympathizer angle with Sergeant Slaughter heading into WrestleMania. And I think that this year is kind of the one that kick-started the downfall of the WWF as, as it was and kind of led to those rocky few years. Uh, so I think it's very interesting to kind of look back at this year, see what they had, and uh, maybe make some changes and try and uh, put things on a better course. Yeah, just quickly. That Iraq angle's not happening. No? <laughs> no. First things first, well, that, that's, that's out the window. Hasn't it already started, though? It doesn't matter. It's sta- it started, but we can, we can kill, we can kill it. <laughs> we, can, we can kill it, but well, that's the thing. We are. It's actually a good point that you mentioned that, yeah. because we are inheriting everything that came before. There's no rebooking of 1990 here. If we're getting the job on January 1st, 91, what do we do with the plate that we're given? And it's a very interesting situation, because they had started the Gulf War stuff with Slaughter, mm. but it wasn't as heavy-handed as it would later be with Hogan visiting the yeah. troops, and that being videotaped and shown on air, and stuff like that and really just kind of led to a, a lot of sour uh, sour taste in the media which again lit them up because when it came time for the, the Zahorian trial and stuff like that later in the year they had that idea of negative media on the WWF can, can get views and, and, and sell papers and stuff like that so I mean, who knows if we, if we can get out of this angle quickly enough maybe we can still host a show at the uh, 
LA, LA Memorial Coliseum. There you go. Maybe we can do a hundred thousand fans. Although if it bombs, we actually we don't have an excuse. Yeah, that is. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we can't play on Saturday. Well, let's at, least, let's at least not host Mania Seven at the home of the Clippers. But <laughs> <laughs> just when thinking about this, uh, when I was actually started going over my head, like the roster and everything, and uh, and the storylines, th- this one kind of felt a little bit different to me. Uh, of a you know, in comparison to. Uh, you know, rebooking 2006 or or, or WCW 99, which uh, you know just felt like we change everything. Yeah, everything's going. We're starting all over again. This this particular time period is 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 massive. Like the year of nostalgia from when I was a kid. I'm not saying I liked everything on there, but there was a lot of stuff that I did like. That when I was thinking back, I was like, man, I don't kind of want to like change some of this. Change stuff. too much. But, yeah. Yeah. Like in my eyes, it's more amendments rather than uh, full blown overhaul. Clean sheet. Yeah. 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 We've also got obviously less shows to work with. That's yeah, yeah very interesting thing. Although we're going to address that as yeah, we go okay. through here, how how this is going to be dealt with. There's only four pay per views at this time: Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Are we, of course. Are we going to oh, for, for the benefits of the podcast? Are we going to just in terms of booking ideas and stuff? Are we just going to run up to Mania Eight? Yeah, Mania Eight sounds good to me. That's yeah, pretty much what we'll do. Just for the benefit of those listening who may not have known exactly what was going on as of January 1st, 1991, uh, the WWF World Heavyweight Champion was, of course, the Ultimate Warrior, who'd win the belt at WrestleMania 6 off Hulk Hogan. Uh, the Intercontinental Champion was Mr. Perfect, who'd win the belt on November 19th of 1990 against the Texas Tornado, uh, after losing it to Tornado at SummerSlam. Uh, and the WWF Tag Team Champions with the Heart Foundation, the Pink and Black yeah. Attack, who won it at SummerSlam 1990 off Demolition. Uh, we got the entire roster, the, all the tag teams, the managers to talk about. We're not going to do our usual round of cuts that we've done on previous shows, just because there is less room for manoeuvre with the roster this year in terms of bringing people in. We've got the incoming guys here, and I'll see if there are any cuts, we can just make them as we go along. Uh, but in terms of the guys incoming here, let's talk about this. The guys that came in throughout the course of 1991, I want to get your guys' opinions around the table about whether or not we should bring these in. Three votes gets a, a yes and you're in the contract, two and two and, and you're off out on your ass. The first guy that was uh, brought in was the Mount. Jacques Rougeau in January. Ian. Yeah, I'll say Ian. Ian. Yeah, yeah, it's a good ham. S- s- solid, solid thumbs up for me here for the Mountie. Paul Bearer in February. This seems like a slam dunk. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I think a goodbye to Brother Live on the way. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. hit the oh, bricks, slash his face up, and leave him in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> the Berserker, the Berserker in February, or the Viking as he was known for a brief spell. But the Berserker, yes. No. Ooh. I'm I'm gonna say yes. The, the the roster to me appears generally thin. I think you need as many guys as you can get. Really, I'll say so yes I'll, to Berserker so yes. as well. So we only need a thumbs up from G here. I say no. Oh, I say we can use a mop instead of it. Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, it's not. Hey, it's just, right. Hey, just I like the I like the crazy guy underneath like that. You know, I didn't mind the guy. I thought they handled it pretty poorly. Had him talking quite a lot. So uh, IRS. Irwin comes in in March after Wrestlemania what are people's thoughts on IRS yeah yeah oh yeah oh I see he's the jobber <laughs> okay fair enough he's the jobber of a berserker Ricky the Dragon Steamboat came absolutely. after Wrestlemania absolutely this seems like an easy yes oh no he sucks <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Colonel Mustafa in March no yeah I'm, no. I'm saying yeah. no yeah no we don't no. need him fuck no. him off and his donkey see you later buddy the Beverly Does he have a donkey he walked like he had a donkey. Oh, <laughs> legged you know. <laughs> Bo and Blake, the Beverly Brothers, came in in June. Oh. The tag team division's gonna need some yeah. some boosting up yeah. with yeah. a couple we, of changes. That, we need them. That was the one thing I was scared about when looking at this was some of the tag divisions. The tag division, yeah, it gets bad in '92, but 
<laughs> mainly because these, these two are fucking on it as well but, mainly, but yeah, yeah we need bodies it, get, it gets gutted throughout 91 yeah. though so we'll see coach no John Tolos was brought in here to be uh, no. the, the manager of the Beverly Brothers and Mr. Perfect after Heenan retired from managing no. so no no, no he didn't last long himself. Sid Justice in July yeah. big Sid yep yeah. the guiltiest of the guilty pleasures of yeah. course gets the thumbs up here Skinner I'm going to say no if the berserk is not in Skinner's not making it uh, I'll it's fine no <laughs> You make that sound like some of us were going to say yes. I'm hoping that everyone's going to say yes. I was going to say yes. I want a job guy in there. There's plenty of guys that can be job guys on this roster already. Yeah, but there's job guys on that roster that I don't want there. (laughs) It's 91, we can use proper job guys. Big Bully Busick. He came in for a very brief spell, didn't last long. He was supposed to, I think he came in right before Survivor Series and left before the Survivor Series show. He was supposed to be at Survivor Series 91, didn't end up making it. Completely worthless edition. No, yet, no from me. I still managed to have the copy of WDF magazine that had his profile in that month. Did you really? Yeah. Did you relate to him? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he was too modern for my liking. Kieran, yes, no? No. Okay, Dr. Harvey Wimpleman, another manager brought in in 1991. What are people's thoughts on the wimp? Yeah, I'll, bring, I'll bring in yeah? the wimp. This was done as a favour to Sid, because he was, uh, he was Sid's close Ugh. buddy. I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I see no value in him. But yeah, I've, 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 I've got no desire to bring him in. Yeah. That's a no for Wimpleman. Yeah, I'm not bothered. So <laughs> <laughs> the Nature Boy Ric Flair in September comes in. Um, I believe yes. Yes, indeed. Mm. Big plans for Nature. Maybe. Yeah. The genius Lanny Parfo in October came in. The surrogate manager for the uh, Beverly Brothers after Coach got fucked yeah, off. Yeah, I bring in genius. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some camp in. value for the yeah, genius. Yeah. The Rocket Owen Hart in November. Yeah. Easy yes. Yeah. Tatonka came in in December 91. No. Oh, spiteful there, Kieran. Yeah. No, no for Tatonka. No for Tatonka. I'll say yes. Okay. I'll say no. Well, that's it then. If I, even if I said yes, it's a split decision. Oh, so you've got this going no Tatonka, no Tatonka in the in the WWF in, as we have it. Yeah, it just annoyed me. Yeah. If we get rid of him now, he won't reappear in like 2016 in Rumble. Oh, okay, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Or, or beat Matt Hardy in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it's just his entire career stinks. Yeah. All right, so we've got some uh, some issues to consider here as I list them. Things that happened throughout the course of the year that I think are important to address. Andre the Giant's on the roster but immobile all year, so uh, he's pretty much unusable. Like, they kind of wheeled him out there for Mania yeah. and SummerSlam anyway. Yeah, that, that's... I I'd say we just you know give him a, give him a nice severance package and say bye. We don't do an angle with him at any point to try and get hit on anybody? No, because he's, no. you know, he's clearly in pain for crying out loud. Just... Yeah. Um, Bruce Beefcake was injured in the parasailing accident and he was out all year. Uh, he was doing the barbershop pretty much. I don't want to fire Beefcake off just because I want the barbershop to be uh, doing an angle down the line. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, come on. That's yeah. not a reason to keep yeah, that. And, and let, let's be honest, whether people like it or not, Hogan is still a major part of this promotion. I say we keep him just to keep Hogan on side. Roddy Piper is out of the ring on commentary until Flair comes in. Uh, something to consider as we go through here, because there's, there's opportunities for Piper, I think, throughout the course of the year we could use him better. Yeah. Dustin and Dusty Rhodes uh, leave in January, pretty much as uh, the year started. He'd already agreed by the end of 1990 to go back to WCW as the booker after the, uh, the horrible reign of Ole Anderson. So, uh, so we can't change that, then. We can't change that. They're on their way out the door. Uh, Randy Savage's retirement at WrestleMania is an interesting one, I think, because this is something that... I mean, he wanted it. Yeah. Mm- well, this this is where I feel I should interject because I I mentioned um, I mentioned this in passing to Liam earlier in the week. I, my proposal is that we don't do Warrior Savage at Mania Seven. Now, whilst G's eyebrows are raised for as we expected, <laughs> as as as, as, as we anticipated, <laughs> um, going with no, it? just it, it's it's okay. 
I want to try and hold off and convince Savage if we can to hold off on his sort of retirement angle to SummerSlam because I don't care what anyone tells me I do not want to see either the match made in heaven or the match made in hell <laughs> people did not care about Randy and Liz's wedding by that point the, ma- the Mania 7 bit Mania 7 bit was, was fine but the, but the people did not <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could bake them a cake <laughs> Just send, it, just, send, just send it to the address because it's not appearing on pay-per-view. <laughs> and I, I want to hold off on Warrior Savage to SummerSlam. Okay. Because let's face it, I know, I know that, that he quote-unquote retires, but he's never off TV. He's on commentary on Superstars pretty much every week. Yeah, and they knew he was coming back at some point, they just didn't know when. So, so, I, so I, 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 want to, I, I want to do the match still, but I want to hold off to SummerSlam. Okay, well, well, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of the matches as we go. It's just something to consider because obviously we're going to come back to that. Uh, Heenan retires as a manager in June due to injuries. That's a shame because we don't have Bobby Heenan yeah. there. Heenan was the advisor for Ric Flair when he came in. Obviously, we'll, uh, we'll see what yeah. we do with that as, uh, oh, no. we as just, we get to I guess Flair. we just have to use him on commentary. Mm. Ah, well. Mr. Perfect's back injuries obviously start in, uh, in June and July, of course, of... Uh, kind of wear and tear over the years so yeah. that's pretty much something that's going to happen we're going to have to deal with it SummerSlam's his last yeah. match so the Ultimate Warrior leaves at SummerSlam 1991 which uh, I think is a bit of a preventable situation now this was the, the deal where people had the impression that Warrior held Vince up for money which isn't the case he actually wrote him a letter and asked to be paid the same as Hogan since they were headlining everywhere and supposedly the two top stars and Vince said sure and then the SummerSlam match happened and they told him to fuck off. So uh, that was the way that went down, pretty much. Warrior leaving in 91, is this something that we have to kind of book around, or can we assume that if we were able to deal with things differently, that we can book him further on? This is like, so interesting. One. This seems like one of the ones that we can manipulate slightly with what we did. So. Yeah, put, put an arm around his big shoulders and give him a pep talk. Yeah. Doc Hogan's wages, so they're equal. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Yeah, what's the consequence of this attempting to fuck off? The fact that they'd fucked up his runners champ with no heels yeah. so they just yeah. basically wanted well, to do, you know, well, well yeah Hogan already, Hogan already stole his, his, his you know the, the desired opponent for him in, um, in, in Earthquake, in Earthquake the year before. you know and so he was I don't want to use the term stuck with Rude because oh, Rude's though. awesome but yeah it, it was stuck it was with a retread. feud that he'd already done yeah. yeah it was a retread feud and the last thing here is before we get into the nuts and bolts of, it, of everything we've talked about so far would we do Tuesday in Texas gentlemen at the end of the year the, uh, the, the pay-per-view a few days after about a week after Survivor Series hot shot pay-per-view uh, no no absolutely not would no. we do any other kind of pay-per-view this year other than the four we have no because I think you, you've still got Saturday night's main event to, to do major angles and things yeah. as well so I'm, I'm happy to keep it at full pay-per-views yeah it seems logical to talk about WrestleMania 7 first because uh, we've got different ideas for what could happen. Uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously, like we said, Sergeant Slaughter as the <laughs> WWF champion at the Royal Rumble got a resounding no uh, from pretty much everybody around this table. As always, we've uh, reached out to you, the loyal listeners, to give us some feedback on what you thought should happen in 1991. And uh, Daminator on TPWW forum says, Don't know a ton about 91 in particular, uh, but I know enough to say that I don't think it was smart to turn Slaughter into an Iraqi sympathizer heel, especially for it to be a cheap foil for Mania at the Mania 7 main event. So, of course, now we're going to talk about alternatives to Sergeant Slaughter being on top, because like you said there, Kieran, in 1990, they pretty much eviscerated every heel they had, or they were already kind of dead anyway. Perfect was slotted in the middle. DiBiase they'd burned through. Rude had been burned through. Yeah, you know, Earthquake was the only hot heel they had. Savage was on the downside after working with Hogan for about a year. So there really wasn't much on the heel side, and that's why Slaughter got the call because they, they were so desperate to build a heel that they didn't have. Is it fair to say then? Obviously, we're against the angle in which they use Slaughter, but are people against using Slaughter as a main event heel? I think Slaughter 
if we get I think I think no I think Slaughter gets the match with the Warrior just to blow it off yeah. and that's the end of that yeah. and, and we try and tone down the Gulf War elements as much as we can yeah. before we put our, our foot in a big giant pile of shit again we come to some of the alternatives here MASH 28 on the F4W board says I just take Slaughter out and replace him with The Undertaker it's no more out of left field than putting the belt on Sarge was Wrestlemania then becomes Hogan versus Taker and Warrior versus Savage uh, the big summer angle is Jake turning heel SummerSlam is Hogan and Warrior versus Jake and Taker uh, Warrior leaves and Savage steps interview with Jake so really everything pretty much stays the same but no Sarge and no Gulf War shit Tyronosaurus 95 on the F4W board says put the belt on Earthquake. Uh, SP Man on F4W says Hogan and Earthquake never really did have a definitive blow off, but at the same time, Earthquake was kind of floundering in a goofy storyline with Jake Roberts. I think there was still some life left in an Earthquake Hogan feud uh, and match at WrestleMania 7, but rather than put the belt on Slaughter at the Rumble, have Earthquake win it from the Warrior, have Tugboat turn heel on Hogan in the build up, and then do Hogan versus Earthquake for the title at WrestleMania 7. Uh, Sklockazoid on the F4W board says giving Taker the belt instead of Slaughter is definitely too early. Remember, Taker was working with Snooker at WrestleMania. He was still a big deal, an emerging threat, but he wasn't the effing Undertaker yet. Even when he was going against Hogan at Survivor Series, there was still the lingering thought that he was Hogan's Monster of the Week and that Hogan would win. The Warrior feud was what really made him a big threat, and around the Rumble to WrestleMania 7 time period, he needed more time in the oven. Baz TNM number one on the UK fan forum says, I'd have had WrestleMania 7 as Hogan versus Warrior, and to sadly exploit the Iraq War, Duggan versus Slaughter. Would leave Sergeant would leave Savage out in the cold though. Uh, maybe having him versus Piper or turn Randy Savage and have him go against DBRC. You can still have the whole Liz Macho thing at the end and have Sherry go off with DBRC which is what they did anyway uh, Happy on the F4W board says the thing about changing 91 is you're talking about changing the entire direction of a company not just a match the earlier Undertaker comment was spot on the second half of 91 was huge for him but he wasn't ready at the time not to mention there would have been no streak <coughs> so the butterfly effect etc I think if they knew that Warrior wasn't the guy uh, they should have just had Hogan Warrior rematch at Mania 7 with Hogan winning that is where you could have the Macho King interference you could have even played off whether or not Hogan was in on the interference and if the Mega powers were reforming, i.e. Hogan reached out to Savage because he couldn't beat Warrior the first time. But then that fucked up the Savage Lizard reunion, which again was a huge part of WWF lore, so fuck it. Uh, T. Ducci on WrestlingForum.com says this is the first year that I was into wrestling, uh, so I don't think I would have done the Slaughter Iraqi sympathizer gimmick. I also would not have gone back to Hogan as the champion so soon. Maybe at Mania 7 you have Warrior with a title versus Randy Savage, title versus career match. Warrior still wins. Hogan beats Earthquake at WrestleMania and sets up Warrior Hogan at SummerSlam for the title, with Hogan winning following interference from a still heel Undertaker. This leads to questions about Hogan. Hogan's allegiances and sets up an Undertaker warrior match at Survivor Series with Hogan as the special enforcer. So we'll get to a few of their alternatives shortly. We've mentioned a few there which I quite like. Undertaker was mentioned, Earthquake was mentioned. Carl, you kind of alluded to the idea of wanting Warrior and Savage to go later in the year because you have a different idea for the WrestleMania main event. My idea in many respects seems like sort of the um, the, the cop-out scenario to, to an extent, I, I guess, and I would just go with the Hogan-Warrior rematch. To put the belt back on Hogan. To, to put the belt back on Hogan. And it doesn't have to be a long-term thing with Hogan. I, I just feel, as some of the other emails have pointed out there, I, I do think it's too soon for Taker. Especially especially if the idea is to, for Taker to do the job to Hogan at Mania 7. I'm certainly not a fan of that. Yeah, well, Taker would only just come in November of 1990, so he'd been there for two months by this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with the sentiment that it's, it's no more out of left field than putting the belt on Sarge, because I, I, ima- I can imagine at the time not many people thought that was genuinely going to happen. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm inclined to go with with Hogan Warrior for the for the match, especially especially if the company is still going with this notion of trying to book out the Coliseum. 
I can certainly see the uh, the the idea behind it, but um, but I, I would agree with uh, I think it was the last uh, um, listener that wrote in. I would I would go I would stick with the the Savage uh, Ultimate Warrior because I felt um, having that match at Mania gave it a little extra something than you'd get if you did it at SummerSlam. I would put the title into to the frame. I wouldn't have the title near Hogan at this point. Um, if we're going to try and keep Ultimate Warrior around, then then for me the idea is is Ultimate Warrior is the man. And so he's he's the champion. He wrestles in the main event against really whether he's been damaged by Hogan or not. The, the the best heel opponent we can probably come up with at this time in Savage, and we find something else for Hogan uh, beneath him, and and to stick with the match that uh, I like the idea of the of the title versus career match. I'm not so keen to take the belt off Warrior straight away. Like I said, they, 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 the and this is the reason, by the way, and this is a little bit hindsight, but it's kind of hard to avoid this in a, in a podcast like this. Taker got the right. The reason they took the belt off Warrior was because the idea was that he couldn't draw as well as Hogan did in 1990. Of course, like we mentioned before, Warrior got the retread feud with Rick Rude, whereas Hogan got the new hot heel. Things were flipped reversed after WrestleMania 7, where Hogan was doing the retread feud with Slaughter, and Warrior got the hot new heel in The Undertaker, and surprise, surprise, Warrior was the one who, who drew better in, 19, in the summer of 91. So, and again, you don't know that at the time, so maybe that plays yeah. into it, but from my perspective, I think that it's kind of a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and you could, you could see that Warrior with Rude, how was that going to draw that well? He was a lame duck guy floating around in the LOD demolition feud in, in the uh, autumn or fall of 1990. I'm, I'm not so keen to take the belt off Warrior, to be honest. I'm thinking of it a bit different because our end goal here is mainly the next year. Yes. I would say, what's main event in that? Is it going to be Flair and Hogan? That would be what I would do. Yeah, that's what I'd do. So therefore, we've got to think about how do you get the belt? I think... Well, if Hogan beats Ultimate Warrior at SummerSlam. I don't know. I I wouldn't do that at all. uh, To me, Flair's the guy that beats the Warrior because Flair then accomplishes what Hogan never could. We drop in the Rumble then? Dropping the rumble, as in the title on the line. Uh, well, that, that's the that's the downside. That's why I mentioned the Tuesday in Texas because that's part of this. I think there's a way to do that match that and have it is exciting. Although Flair wouldn't be in it, which is maybe a, a downer. Yeah. But uh, I, I think for the benefits of what we're doing, yes, because I think the Royal Rumble '92 being as good as it was yeah. is part of the reason why WrestleMania eight was a bag of shit in the end. Well, whilst I, whilst obviously I love the Royal Rumble '92 as well, I think really technically, like when you look at it, obviously the Rumble '92 is there to put like Ric Flair over. Uh, I mean, if 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 we if we do it the right way, we don't need the Royal Rumble to put him over because hopefully we should be doing a better job of doing it uh, before January comes about anyway. But I I, th- I think you're right with the idea of that. You'll be better for Rick if Rick's the guy that beats Ultimate Warrior for him to get the heat heading in to Mania. And I think, yeah, I think the obvious one is the one that they ended up not going with, insanely, is, is the Hogan Flair for Mania 8. So I guess if, if we're trying to figure out the Mania 7 main event, and we do it, okay, with, with the long-range vision of Hogan and Flair, I think with Flair as a champ going in, as the WF champion, what do people think? Either with the Rumble or Survivor Series, either way. Mean, yeah, it doesn't mean Hogan winning another Rumble. Well, he doesn't necessarily have to win 91. He would win 92, but he doesn't have to win 91. He's only won one so far, which is 90. So. Oh, really? Okay, that's okay then. Because we, we can have a different winner in 91. In fact, it probably makes more sense for Savage, Savage. to win in 91 yeah. to build him up for Warrior. Yeah. So Savage wins the 91 Rumble. Yeah. As, as, this is on the provision, we haven't necessarily agreed to it yet, that we are going with Warrior Savage in the main event for the world title. Well, this is why I said going back, because initially I like the idea of the, the Warrior-Hogan rematch, but just thinking in terms of that, the longer goal, I'm leaning towards Savage Warrior for the title. He still deserves 
Well, that chance, like he, he still needs, to, he still needs a bit more time. I, I would. I think Savage, and it turned out to be uh, correct, at least in the, in the short term view, that Savage is the the right person to kind of bounce him back from from the failure that was the rude feud. You've got to think about the tenor of the times as well, in the sense of Hogan has never not headlined a WrestleMania. You know, I mean, H- Hogan was the guy that they'd banked on for so long. They went to Warrior, and they got so panicked that. WrestleMania wasn't going to be as big that they went back to Hogan to, to rely on it. So uh, we got a bit of an opinion here that we are going to do Warrior Savage title versus career in the main event of WrestleMania. The well, career thing could add something quite nice to it. Yeah, I, think I like that. Um, the second part of that equation is what do we do with Hogan? If we're going that way and, and Savage is winning the Rumble... Well, you've got to do see, obviously some set-up for Hogan to be... Obviously, Rabbi's face and eliminates Hogan from the Rumble. Or, or something comes out. So first of all, let's just backdrop before we get to Hogan. Warrior Sam is just going to cement this in place. Are we thinking we do the angle pretty much the same way they did where Sherry begs for the title shot at the Rumble and Savage does the, the great run-in in the Sergeant Slaughter match. Yeah. Warrior just overcomes it and wins the match. Yeah. And then obviously in the end, yeah. so, you know, Savage does win the Rumble. At that point, there's no stipulation regarding the championship. It's just a high-profile high win to build up Savage. And then Warrior only grants the title match to Savage if he puts his career on the line as the retaliation for doing the run-in. Yeah, yeah, because in my head before I had it, like, that we were going to do uh, him winning the Rumble, my thought was just like, he was going to try and keep interrupting. He wants that title match and he's just going to keep fucking Ultimate Warrior over as much yeah. as he can. Sometimes obviously failing, so he keeps the belt, but he just keeps going after him until in the end, Ultimate Warrior's like, right, I will face you because I want you to fucking gone out of my life. Yeah. The so scepter- you put your career on the line because sep- I want you gone. The scepter shot has to be the final straw. That, we got to yeah. get that scepter shot in yeah. there because that, yeah. that was legendary in itself. You do it's, that, it's- Warrior grants him the match on the provision that he puts his career on the line yeah. and Savage, he's just so fucking insane wants this match. I just want you weeks do of drive by attacks by Savage on Ultimate <laughs> Warrior just pegging it out of the way. So here we go. Hogan and, and, uh, and his opponent for WrestleMania, obviously this is the big thing here as we've mentioned they've kind of blown off the earthquake feud at Survivor Series so this does leave a bit of a, a gap for Hogan I, th- I, I, I think in that instance then you've, it may seem like a, a bit of a throwback having only just come out of that feud but I think you have to revisit Hogan Earthquake you don't want him jobbing Taker out at this point does he have to win What's, oh it's unfathomable to have Hogan not win at Wrestlemania isn't it though <laughs> I guess he did it the year before he jobbed the Warrior I, I don't I don't put him against Taker by, by Mania 7 I'm, I'm fundamentally opposed to that notion my, my way around it would be not the elimination from the Rumble I'd toy with the idea of not having Hogan in the Rumble at all I, I have him attacked by by Earthquake and doesn't make the Rumble it gives Hogan the out then because let's face it you know we know what Hogan's like. We've got to we've got to play the game a little bit. The, the way I see this elimination for Hogan in the Rumble is very much what happened the fo- the, the following year yeah. with Sid. Right, that's, that's what's probably going to happen. Yeah. He's either going to eliminate somebody and they eliminate him back and, and fuck him over. Uh, it's kind of the flip reverse where the guy would be holding his arm, I suppose, on the outside of the ring. I, I don't know. I just don't. I, I think at that point, Quake feels like a bit of a dead issue. I understand the idea of reheating him. Would it Would it be worth looking at the roster and seeing if there's a turn in there somewhere? And, and shooting a hot angle because to me if Where's, Jake's going to be a yeah, heel anyway it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's what I was going to say is Snake a heel already by he's now? a babyface doing the angle with Martel he's a babyface but you, you are you know two thirds of the way through that Martel but you could blow that off at the Rumble you're going to blow that off at the Rumble that had been going for a while yeah I mean, they, they, well, they, I wouldn't yeah. be, I wouldn't be opposed to that. You could just have a normal match at the Rumble as well and fuck off all the blindfold shit. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, 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 I jot down an idea for this if you, if you want, want to do it. When Jake comes back, he can beat Martel at the Rumble. 
Hogan, you know, eliminates Jake from the Rumble. Roberts freaks out, slaps, or, th- or helps throw him out. Does that the, 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 the Hogan Sid holds the arm while Savage throws him out, whatever you want to do. And the idea being that obviously he lost his sight in the Martell feud. And I remember that in 1990, did the whole when, when Earthquake crushed his ribs, did the whole Get Well Hulk campaign. There's no Get Well Jake campaign. And uh, just the idea of, you know, he found himself wanting sympathy when snakes don't want sympathy and he doesn't need anybody's support. You only need to slap a snake once and they'll strike you, that kind of a thing. He lost his sight for two months, but he's been blind for four years. That kind of that kind of notion of, he, he, you know, he's realised that he's been playing, you know, it's Hogan's it, game pretty it's, much. It's, it's certainly promos that Jake could have for yeah. Exactly. Really he's been playing Hogan's game as yeah. the guy trying to appeal to the fans. And then, you know, when he realised he was never going to be Hogan when he didn't get a Get Well Jake. So, fuck it. Yeah. And Hogan eliminated, you know, Hogan eliminated me or whatever the fuck so fuck him you know yeah I mean yeah I'm absolutely all for that and I think like I'd like to see like Jake go as 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 dark as possible uh, with this kind of run because I want to see something different from Hogan as well you're not getting something different well, from Hogan not, this, not even anything even what, slightly different I'm not saying he has to like change his complete persona what, but wear, wear just, black and carry a yeah, sword he, around yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just like just gain like an extra layer to him if something like Jake's different type of opponent for, for Hogan with this one where it's more about the mind games and we're just kind of seeing like how he how he affects Hogan um, but yeah so, so we got a thumbs up on Hogan Jake for Wrestlemania yeah I like it yeah yeah but he could, he could, uh, he could beat the shit out of Beefcake. Yeah, go on DDT Beefcake on his face after yeah. after the injury. Perfect. Yeah, onto a nail. Ah, nice. At the barbershop. It doesn't throw his face to the glass. That's got to be safe. But he can do it at the barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's round out this WrestleMania card. So so far we've got Warrior and Savage, Hogan and Jake. Uh, as our proposed thing Jake's obviously going to be a major heel through the course of the year I think get the mileage out of Jake now because if we've got if we've got Sid and Flair coming in anyway near the second half of the year then oh he's you, gone you, after Mania 8 anyway yeah so use, use him strong here as for the rest of the uh, the Wrestlemania card you've seen the rosters gentlemen any other combinations standing out to you uh, obviously they were doing the Mr. Perfect Bossman feud uh, starting back in 90 when the Heenan family insulted the Bossman's mother <laughs> Don't do that. And they did the, uh, the, the yeah. We pretty much ran through the course of the Heenan family. So he beats the Barbarian. What, what was left of it? Beats Barbarian, beats Haku, and Perfect was the only other guy. So do we stick with that boss man Perfect for WrestleMania? But it seems like you, you pretty yeah. much have to kind of stick stick with the storyline that's going so. already. It, it was already going, and, and there's not a you know Perfect already won the belt back from Texas Tornado by that point. So you don't really want to go back there then, I suppose. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, we mentioned there, he's, he's getting a pretty big push at the start of the year to be able to the Rumble. Loses the match against the Warrior. He's what do we do with him afterwards? Because can't, we can't just fob him off because he's been quite a high-profile part of the uh, the storylines and proceedings for the uh, prior six months or uh, four months or so, Slaughter. I'd say. Well, who's, yeah. the, who's the other? Baby faces then. Well, we, Dusty's gone. Dusty's gone by WrestleMania. I think Piper? this is where Piper to me seems like the logic. If we can get Piper in early, I I did the whole thing. Obviously, because Piper was very outspoken during the slaughter stuff anyway. So mm. turn down the Iraq bullshit anyway. And you can have slaughter do the old take exception to Piper's commentary and, and do a wild brawl. Hey, have a boot camp match at WrestleMania with a uh, Piper and Slaughter. That's a natural fit for those two guys. Adds, yeah. adds a little bit of strength to the card Piper's was, return was Piper healthy to wrestle oh, at this point did he have a knee surgery that, that, that's why that's I remember my wrestling yeah. no 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 that was an angle DBRC injured isn't it I don't, was it actually, I don't know who, I couldn't remember who was actually really hurt that's, that's why I'm, I'm not sure on that one that's why I wondered if, if, we, if we're I don't, too clever by half thinking we can get get Piper in that early I've got a feeling we can I've I got a feeling it was an angle it was just a work if not then I guess someone will write in and let us know but uh, on that provision unless something else better comes up for slaughter I think we got Shane Douglas on the roster. We do have Shane Douglas. <laughs> was was he still there by Mania? 7? No, I think I think he was gone before then. Yeah. And when I Shane Douglas like come to the yeah, ring and he'd look at the camera, look at the camera, yeah, come with me, yeah. <laughs> anyway, come with me whilst Johnny sucks my dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
tremendous. So, uh, yeah, so we're thinking Piper Slaughter Boot Camp match. Again, it adds a little bit of strength to the card if we don't have Hogan on top to have Piper come back, and that's quite nice. Something that you kind of mentioned to me earlier in the week, Carl, the Legion of Doom. Because the Legion of Doom had come in at SummerSlam 1990, they'd done the demolition feud, it was over by this point, but from the start of the year till about SummerSlam, they did the feud with the Nasties, they really didn't do much with their low D. They didn't, and I've, I've always um, brought into the theory that there was, uh, there was a... It's not that the LOD weren't over by the time you get to SummerSlam 91, but I, I think you've missed the chance to properly capitalise on them. I, I think you need to get the belts on them earlier. I think you need to get the belts on them at Mania 7. Uh, and let's be honest, what do the Hart Foundation really do at the Rumble? Nothing. They, they, you know, they just pretty much make up the numbers. So I would have the Hart Foundation drop the belts at the Rumble. Now, who we want them to drop the belts to... We can debate. I'm not, in in all honesty, I'm not really sold on the Nasty Boys as tag teams. I'll tell you right now, Nasty Boys. If we can put a pit stop on that one straight away. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. Before we get to that idea, here's the the counter argument. LOD was always to me the team that didn't need the belts to be over. So, is it worth? And and again, looking at the roster, one of the reasons why I wasn't really feeling the idea of the Hogan Warrior match was because. They had no heels really that strong anyway at this point. Obviously, we're going to have to boost them up with, with Savage and Jake. Mm. But outside of Hogan and Warrior, the babyface side with Dusty gone is, is looking pretty kind of flimsy in itself. And that's why I'm thinking Piper's the natural opponent because there really is no one else at that level. So LOD being pushed above, not necessarily above the tag division, but again, I'm not, what do you think of like them feuding with guys of the ilk of Earthquake and DBRC? Mm. That kind of level where they're like yeah, established guys... You can you can create a storyline reason for this these two men to come together, whether it's and actually well, not just do tugboat and just do the no no, no fuck tugboat no fuck the, na- tugboat. the natural disasters do not happen in our world no sadly not but Quake had a lot of heat obviously he didn't yeah. he didn't the Hogan stuff DBRC was DBRC it, it depends whether you want to do the Virgil angle to lead to Virgil and DBRC if you want to do that I think you could probably do that at WrestleMania anyway maybe have LOD fuck up Virgil and then he you know, he, bring, he brings in the uh, the interim bodyguard of Earthquake. Pays off Jimmy Hart to bring an earthquake, and uh, and and that way you can demean Virgil as being completely fucking useless. Yeah, or you could go, you could do the bodyguard thing, or do you do? He's hiring the baddest man he can find to go for the tag belt, and, and Virgil feels slighted, yeah. <laughs> slighted, <laughs> and then that's crossed over to LOD because I was there in the tag division. So yeah, it's a way of you know a few coming from the tag titles that doesn't actually then shit all over the tag titles because it's been booked above and beyond the tag titles. Yes, it's an offshoot from it. So. But if, you, but if you're saying he's brought Earthquake in to because they want the tag belts and they've got to go through LOD to get the tag belts I well I think it'd be more that's how they kind of interact they come together the two sides and then they go off on their own way rather than going through LOD unless you do in, like I said if LOD fuck up Virgil and DBRC gets pissed at LOD because that's my property <laughs> that's quite funny yeah yeah, that's my property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd feel the same way if you scratch my car or threw a brick through my window. You've, you, you've damaged my Virgil. <laughs> damaged my black man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that was that was the undertones of the gimmick. Anyway, let's not yeah. fucking let's not beat around the bush here. So, sorry. So we establishing this is for the tag belts. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. The only reason we would do this would be like, be separate. Yeah, because my thing would be to to have the tag belts on Heart Foundation for a little 
well, till, till Mania. And the heel teams we were talking about before, we haven't got the Beverly Brothers yet, Carl, so hold <laughs> off on that if you will. But uh, the tag teams uh, that we have in general at this time, the Heart Foundation, the Legion of Doom, Demolition, the Nasty Boys, the Rockers, the Orient Express, the Bushwhackers, and my pick, Power and Glory! Yeah, can we do some of Power and Glory? Power and Glory, who, who looked ace at SummerSlam when they beat the Rockers and destroyed them. They had a great powerplex finisher. I, 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 and Power and Glory were originally supposed to get the belts until they bought the Nasties on a win. And, so, and if they're essentially just going to be transitional champions... They wouldn't necessarily have to be transitional champions. Either. Do we have Power and Glory win the belts at Mania if there's no better option? I, I would actually rather go with Rockers Heart Foundation at Mania in, in that sense. If, if we're not have get, Rockers if, beat them for the belts. If, yeah, if, we, if yeah. we're not... If we're not, oh, if we're not, if, 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 if we're going to get away from the idea of putting the, the belts on Legion of Doom by yeah. that point... I'd, I'd rather go Heart Foundation. Um, stick stick the Heart Foundation back back in the Rumble, and and go with Heart Foundation Rockers yeah. at Mania. Seven. The, the, the only... They did try to do that match as well. I can't remember if it was before. They did try to do it because again the original idea was going to be Power and Glory were going to beat the Rockers, not the Heart Foundation for the belts, and that's why they did the angle at SummerSlam when they injured them. Blah 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 blah. Putting it on a babyface team does lead to the problem of the Rockers and the Legion of Doom both being babyface teams going forward. Again, we can always do something transitional if need be with the PNG or the Nasties, your team, Carl. The main thing here is LOD need to be featured really prominently and not just stuck in an underneath match at WrestleMania. Well, if you do, you go Rockers, Hearts, this year's Mania. Mm-hmm. you got Power and Glory can take the belts off the Rockers sometime in the year and have a, a decent run with them up till next year's Mania. And hopefully by that point, you go LOD, Power and Glory is like the, a dream match. <laughs> Let's not use ridiculous terms. <laughs> We're going to be using the term dream match elsewhere on this card, I'm sure, at Mania 8. So, Rock, when Rockers, Rockers lose the belts, that's the perfect reason for Sean to turn on Marty if yeah. Mike oh, drops yeah, the 14. Yeah, that would think, yeah, but if you got, like, Rockers... Well, yeah, because when, when did when did Sean separate? Pretty much in December. December, yeah. So, I mean, that, that would actually fit in. If they lost the belts to Power and Glory at Survivor Series... Yeah, some Slam Survivor Series. Yeah, they, they have a decent run. They have okay. a nice, decent little run with the belts. Slam gives them more of a run. Yeah, some Slam gives them longer... Um, okay, so I'm cool with that. So we've got Heart Foundation Rockers. That's quite a lovely contribution there. I'm assuming Undertaker gets a squash win in the vein of Jimmy Snooker at this point. I don't really want to change too much about the Undertaker's trajectory for the first six no. months. And I, th- I would still keep the angle after WrestleMania. He attacks Warrior and uh, locks him in the casket. Because, like I said, that was, the, that was the hot summer feud. So I would lean towards Warrior Taker after WrestleMania. Yeah, just give, give him someone to kill on the on the main Snooker or Texas Tornado, some of that ilk. No one, the, I, the world's I, not crying out for a Tornado Dino Bravo match. D- that they actually no, did. no, you're yeah. right. You're right. They're not. But Jimmy Snooker was so useless <laughs> by, the, by this stage. He was so useless to me. Is there not so a babyface, you know, mid, low mid. Well, like I said, face. Tornado, Tornado to me is the alternative. It, it didn't hurt for it to be Snooker, so just kill him. It doesn't really fucking matter who it is, to be quite honest. As long as Taker wins in, in impressive fashion. Uh, Martell's out of the Jake Roberts match. Do you want to do anything with the with the model? I quite like the idea of him the bulldog, to be quite honest. Martell hating British people, saying they got no fashion sense. Yeah, bad teeth. Bad teeth. Mm, yeah. Walks his wife to the ring with him. <laughs> God, he gets us away from that bulldog warlord match. Oh, <laughs> that was a bad match. Yeah, he yeah. breaks. He breaks the fucking Thor Nelson. I don't want to change that. That, that was warlord's big moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't you? Uh, I don't know if the world's crying out for the demolition versus Tenru and Katow match either. But uh, the demos got nothing to do. I originally had the idea for them to the, lose to the Rockers on this show, but uh, there's a bit of a dearth of babyface teams. So unless you want to do demos, bushwhackers. I'd... <laughs> Yeah, LOD don't really do an awful lot of the rumble. They're there to make up the numbers for that match, and and that was an, again another feud that never really got a blow. So why don't we just have them destroy Demolition at the Rumble and just sack Demolition off? Does a uh, Repo Man come in, <laughs> which they did do in '91? Mm, I don't really think we need to concern ourselves with that, really. <laughs> how, how much longer was the Demolition around for? Mania was pretty much it. 
I mean, they, at that point, they had smashes of singles for a while, and then they just said, right, fuck they, this. They'd lost the Derringer music. Fuji was back as manager. Axe was gone. Axe was gone. Just have well, LOD kill him at the Rumble and be done with it. Boys. <sighs> Two heel teams. Yeah, no, just have LOD kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't even have to worry about them for Mania 7. And Mania 7 had too many matches anyway. Alright, yeah, exactly. Yes, I want to keep yeah, this to nine yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, so for Mania 7, so far we've got Warrior Savage, Tart vs. Career, Hogan vs. Jake, Piper vs. Slaughter in a boot camp match, uh, LOD vs. DBRC in Earthquake, Perfect vs. Bossman for the IC belt. Does Perfect retain? Or does Bossman uh, win in his moment of vengeance? No, I. I... It's a gutless thing, but I, I have the sort of conclusion they come to and a sloppy sort of DQ finish to keep the belt on perfect because I that's, don't see any reason to change from Brett Perfect at SummerSlam. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Uh, Undertaker versus Jimmy Snooker or the Texas Tornado. Uh, the Hart Foundation in a WWE Tag Team Championship match with the Rockers, with the Rockers getting the win. Did they... That's the thing, there's a face match. Uh, how's the chemistry for that? Oh, they had some fucking crackers with those yeah. two face teams. Yeah. One in MSG that I love, love, love. The satellite, the, back and forth the, the, the satellite's main event match they did do when Demolition interfered at the end is another cracker. And Vic Martel and the British Bulldog. Nice little opener there for yeah, uh, Bulldog man. Bulldog to get the win, I assume. Martel pretty much quit afterwards, I think, didn't he? He wasn't in there long after. After that, he was like he just came back sporadically. You pretty much don't really see that much of him until you get into 92 and he's in the Rumble. Yeah, in the pink. So, for, so we've got that pretty much the, the, the core of WrestleMania 7 listed there. So that means for the Royal Rumble, we've got Warrior versus Slaughter. We've got Savage winning the Rumble and, do, and starting the Jake Hogan feud. Uh, on that show, also, I think Rocker's Orient needs to be on there since that was a cracking yeah. match. Uh, but we can do Bossman Barbarian like they did to keep that feud going. And, uh, and I guess blow off the, uh, the, Dusty, the Dusty and Dustin and Virgil and uh, DiBiase. Yeah, you, well, you pretty much got to do that match anyway, haven't you? And just as the, as the blow off and, and you know, see you later to the roads. DBRC wins and then obviously uh, he's going to start on this track since they did so well as a team him and Virgil yeah. are going to start you know, tag teaming they, they run to LOD LOD kills Virgil the real Virgil yeah you, you, <laughs> you, can, you, know, you can do that on a Saturday night's main event yeah and it, and it all kind of bleeds in together so that's quite nice that kind of wraps up what we have for Wrestlemania 7 at this point uh, just to get to some more of the feedback in terms of alternatives the Condor on TPWW says I love Wrestlemania 7 personally I would run a heel slaughter feud based solely upon the patriotism with Hogan because heel slaughter is in all honesty a top notch level heel and his and Hogan's feud didn't need the title just like the Earthquake feud the previous summer the real main event would be a title match between Savage and Warrior also keep the opener with the Rockers Miggs on Pro Wrestling Only says my first instinct is hindsight being 2020 of course you want to drop the Gulf War angle the only problem is what do you replace it with because the company was in a really bad position regarding main eventers at this point they could have had Warrior Hogan 2 at Wrestlemania with Hogan winning but that probably kills Warrior for good after his weak reign they could have slotted Savage into the title shot at the Rumble and had him win the belt there and build to Hogan Savage one more time at WrestleMania. That might work if you do a retirement stiff on top of it being for the belt. Then you'd slot Warrior down to face Sergeant Slaughter at WrestleMania or do something with him versus The Undertaker to set up the summer house show run which they had. Uh, I guess they could have also gone with Warrior Savage on top at Mania, belt versus career, but that doesn't seem like it's a strong move to me. Uh, not sure what you do with Hogan in that case, maybe a toned down version of him versus Slaughter. Obviously that is actually the direction we're going with, hoping that uh, Warrior Savage Todd vs. Career is going to be a big draw for WrestleMania. Yeah, Still not sure about that 100,000 seats, but... Uh, paint them with Hulk Hogan merchandise. Paint them in on Hulk Hogan merchandise. Yeah. We'll move along now, because uh, we, we've got a few things to get to. Before we get to the body of the summer and what we're going to do post-WrestleMania 7 to start building towards WrestleMania 8, one person I wanted to mention here, because we agree that we're going to bring him in, is Big Sid Justice. 
Psycho Sid himself. Matt Howland on the Facebook page says, Mega push! When it comes to what to do with Sid. Gary Thompson on the Facebook page also said, Mega squash jobbers working up the mid-card. A Goldberg-like push, but be clever with what mid-carders you use. He needs to look good if we're going to push him. Uh, Craig Atkinson on the Facebook page says, Squash, 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 all the way to title shots, where he's beaten, then moving to a tag team, where he can be a big hitter for a smaller workhorse, perhaps Shawn Michaels, and uh, get a year run out of him. Bad News Gurton on the TPWW forum says, I'd spend 1991 building up Sid as your top babyface. Sid could have gotten over huge in that company. Uh, and then as an additional thing, he says, Saba Simba versus Virgil in the battle of which racial stereotypes set African Americans back further in wrestling match. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's it. I don't know, still might have been Farouk's uh, initial uh, gimmick, I think. The, the gladiator? Yeah. yeah. Well, that la- the Saba Simba suggestion aside, it's an interesting one to debate with Sid because I, I was kind of, they bought him in as a babyface, turned him heel for Hogan. Whereas my gut instinct would be to do the opposite, bring him in as the heel, the killer, and then maybe over time, if he get, it, it gets over the way he did in WCW, turn him babyface then would be my inclination. What time did he come in? July. Right before the SummerSlam uh, shindig, because obviously he was a special guest referee for the match made in hell. Because um, with, with the chap when he was just talking about uh, when he was given the, the Goldberg idea of, of the comparison, up, yeah, the comparison, yeah, and, and talking about being careful with who he faces. What, what, what would you feel about maybe Steamboat working with him in terms of like Steamboat getting him over as, as, as a monster depends what we do with Steamboat we bring no him, I suppose. no because that suggests feeding Steamboat to him which I'm completely against uh, I'm not to be honest I like Steamboat don't get me wrong I love me some Ricky Steamboat but I'm just wondering in 1991 where his spot is in the dip when we bring him in because well, you, 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 you don't bring him in as the dragon for a start with the, with the headdress and fucking oh yeah that that Great attire. Yeah, he's just Ricky Steamboat. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's tradition, damn it. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I wouldn't go straight to that though, early. I mean, yeah. Would you would you bring him in in the top mix like they did, or would you bring him in just killing jobbers, which is how he looked best anyway? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Killing jobbers and then work his way up to guys. I don't mind it necessarily working with Steamboat just because, like I said, Steamboat. I don't know where his spot is because Brett's going to be the priority in the middle in terms of getting him ready for perfect, right? He's going to be the guy that beats perfect and, and get a, a strong push. Yeah. We got Hogan. We're thinking we're still going to have Warrior. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, and, and I'm not sure where where Savage fits in. Obviously, he's, he's retired. Yeah. He, he, he might be, he might be on the Sid track. And hey, if anybody's going to make yeah. Sid look good, Steamboat probably could. Yeah. I, know, I know that pains you, Carl, because the idea of Sid yeah. beating Ricky Steamboat oh, turns your guts. Oh, trust me, Carl. I wasn't saying it with like a way of like burying Steamboat. It's more actually more compliment the fact of of if if we're going to try and do something with Sid, then the best person to use is Steamboat because Steamboat's awesome what do you think about the idea post Wrestlemania of Steamboat and Perfect as the Intercontinental title feud pretty sexy pretty sexy I think pretty good brings you know, Dragon comes back for the uh, the belt that he, he lost and wants it back mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect yeah. there's, there's some hot matches would, there before you would, start the build towards Brett would you rule out maybe Steamboat forming a tag team at some point not at uh, all in, in the wake of um, uh, Heart Foundation splitting up obviously after Mania and then down the line the Rockers as well do we get the Steamboat Douglas combination from WCW a year early in the WWF? Do we? No. Answer me that. No, because no. Douglas is gone before Steamboat comes in. We have the option about, to fire him, surely, about, or keep him. I don't know. What about Tito? Tito? Tito's uh, kind of well. Tito's done by then. See, someone like Tito is who I'd feed to Sid. Yeah? Yeah, Tito's not bad. Tito, Texas Tornado. That's who I'd feed to Sid. Guys of that ilk? Yeah. Are we okay with having. Him and Take are both doing the. Well, this that that was what I was going to say is the flip side. Ooh. Take is doing the monster heel run at the same time. Couldn't, so. couldn't you have that involved? Couldn't that lead to the turn for whichever one you want to turn them? What, Could do down the line. What yeah. about like way way down the line? What about if it do Steamboat tag team? What about Steamboat um, Owen? 
I don't hate that. I quite, I quite I love that idea actually. Two guys who look very very differently, yeah, yeah, good yeah. workers. Oh, that's pretty yeah. sexy actually. Owning Steam, yeah, certainly better than the new foundation. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting there. So so for Sid, are we thinking so bringing him in as a heel, doing the monster heel? Hogan, you know, Taker's going to be closer to the top of the card anyway because he's been working with Warrior uh, following WrestleMania. So Sid kind of building up. He's got the yeah. rep coming in anyway, but if he just looks awesome in those squash matches yeah. and then you tease the interactions with guys like Hogan, Warrior, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about what we're going to do for the rest of the summer now. Glockazoid on the F4W board says, The biggest fantasy booking scenarios always revolve around SummerSlam 91 and the prolonged Hogan slaughter feud and the idea in people's heads of putting Taker Warrior on that show, but I thought both feuds worked as house show feuds during the summer. My only real change is doing SummerSlam's main event as Slaughter and Taker versus Warrior and Hogan. It's also a more literal match made in hell with Taker uh, added to it. Adnan and Sheik were just jobbers, uh, and Taker would have added to Slaughter's team significantly. Also sets up heat between Sid and Taker, which they did with the wedding reception afterwards anyway. Also teases Hogan and Taker, which happens later in the year. Uh, Fly on the Wall 2983 from Pro Wrestling Only says, One thing I definitely change is to align Hogan and Savage together during this period in lieu of Warrior not being there. Of course, obviously, we're hoping Warrior will stay. I think if Warrior was more of a team player during this time, he could have been the one in Sid's place during the whole time Savage was relegated to broadcast duty. Putting them together and tying in the new Savage angle with the already established program between Warrior and Jake and The Undertaker could have made for some interesting segments where they have this uneasy partnership because of their own history. Basically, it's what they did in 1992 anyway with a brief Ultimate Maniacs run. One thing I would have done is to take Slaughter off TV for a while after WrestleMania and have him come back months later and make a dramatic save and turn good again. That would have been the best way to turn him instead of how they went about it. Miggs on Pro Wrestling Only says they really went hard at rebuilding the top of the card in the summer, bumping up The Undertaker, pushing heel Roberts hard, and bringing in Sid and Flair. For the most part, it makes for a really entertaining run. Flair's impact is sort of curtailed because his character isn't quite built to be a hot heel in the WWF. He's not dominant and imposing in any way, so he doesn't really register as a real threat to Hogan. One way they could have fixed this was to give Flair, if not the Horseman, then something similar. I think what really didn't work about Flair's Survivor Series team was giving him guys that were way too similar to him. Flair doesn't seem special when he's teaming with DiBiase and the Mountie. Instead, give him heavies, like Haku and the Barbarian, Warlord, Berserker, maybe even Hercules. God, that WF heel roster blows. Let him use those guys the way he used the Andersons earlier, not to hide behind, but to augment his attack and make it seem like he was unstoppable because of the overall force he could muster. Maybe then he heats up enough that the challenge to Hogan feels more real and they get a WrestleMania main event out of it. Down End 2005 on Pro Wrestling only says, I do feel that Hogan's slaughter as a feud itself had reached its natural conclusion at Mania and there was no need to extend it into the summer. Savage Warrior would also still place, uh, take place at Mania 7 in his world and the match would play out exactly the same. My big angle for the summer, he says, setting up the rest of the year would see Hogan and Warrior face Jake and Taker at SummerSlam instead of Slaughter, Adnan and Mustafa. Roberts could play up the psychological aspect of Hogan and Warrior both wanting to be the top guy, sowing seeds of distrust between them. I'd also have Savage as the special referee instead of Sid, as there would be added wrinkles to Savage's feuds with both Hogan and Warrior in the past to play off, and this would also be a good place to start the Savage-Roberts feud. Assuming Warrior gets fired after the match, I'd have The Undertaker take him out during the match, leaving Hogan at a two-on-one disadvantage. Roberts then tries to use a chair on Hogan, which leads to Savage getting physically involved, resulting in a Hogan win, and Jake vowing revenge on Savage, building to Mania 8, which would have Savage and Roberts in a cage so lots of mixed ideas there that we can uh, kind of bat around in terms of SummerSlam direction obviously we've still got Warrior as the champion Savage has retired in our scenario anything there kind of jump out in terms of what you'd like to do for SummerSlam because there's some interesting tag team combinations mentioned there Hogan and Jake we were assuming will probably continue after Wrestlemania in some form or fashion so, so what you th- you're thinking a tag team what, Warrior and, and Taker is, is, is the big story coming out of Wrestlemania 7 anyway on the, on the, on the house shows that's what we're going to do 
do we do a tag match, Jake and Taker against Hogan and Warrior, or do we do separate matches, mix it up, maybe have Jake go for the world title against Warrior? I'd, my gut instinct is is to go with the tag match. I don't want a sing. I don't want a singles match with Taker because I don't want Taker doing any jobs at this point. Still, so Jake is the designated jobber of the team. Yes. Okay, so it's Hogan and Warrior against Jake and Taker. Yeah. How are you feeling about that, Kieran? You you got some mixed mixed emotions about this. No, I, I was more thinking it's the suggestion of Jake as the challenger. He's he's lost to Hogan at Mania, so. You can always do some kind of cool bullshit in. finish at Mania. Not that you want to do that at Mania, but they did do it at Mania quite regularly in the undercard yeah. where they'd have these cop-out finishes. Yeah. Ironically, with Jake Roberts. Uh, yeah, usually with Jake Roberts, yeah. So yeah. you could do a DQ if you, if you absolutely had to. Not that I'd be in favour of that, but you could always use that as a set for some cage matches on the house shows or something. Yeah, I suppose. And if you... I think more though if... Okay, so Jake's going to be doing the job. He's, he's losing in the end. He's, he's really done then, so... Is that's his time but to me then again that's the time to scale him down anyway because you've got Sid and Flair coming in mm. so th- this seems like the appropriate time to blow off Jake I see what you did there scale down the snake oh good I didn't actually Classy. mean to do that Classy. always take credit for everything Liam yeah I like the you know the, the, the novelty of Warrior and Hogan tagging might, might be something there that's interesting it would feel quite big if they, take yeah, her and special. Jake against those guys certainly yeah. bigger than the uh, the match they did Roberts and Undertaker's is as, as, as good a heel tandem as you're going to get really at the moment and, and I'm not sure how much credence you want to give it but SummerSlam generally at that point wasn't it wasn't a pay-per-view that had world title matches mm. Eight, 88 was the mega powers mm. 89 was Beefcake and Hogan against Zeus and Savage yes you had you had Warrior against Rude at, at 90 but it it's not as if people necessarily had come to expect or demanded there be a world title match on the SummerSlam card I, I do certainly like the addition of having um, Savage as the uh, referee over justice, um, leading into a uh, yeah, that's quite well, nice. I quite like leading that. segueing to Jake the Snake because I, 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 st- I still state I'd, I'd like to see um, Jake and Savage run that through to Mania, and, and actually the, 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 that last uh, that last writer in actually had the same idea I thought of being in a cage. Well, you can have you can have Savage laid out by Roberts after the match for, for yeah. Jake to get his heat back after yeah. doing the job. Maybe have him slap Liz at the, the SummerSlam card. Yeah. So also at this SummerSlam event, we do have, I believe, Bret Hart beating Mr. Perfect in the Continental title. We're going to keep that. Yeah. The, the yeah. general consensus, people seem to like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Bossman Mountie, are we going to do that? Yeah. The Jailhouse match? Yeah, come on. Well, what, else, what else are you going to do with that pair? Come yeah. on. DBRC, after DBRC and Earthquake had failed to beat the Legion of Doom, what are we doing with, uh, with, with D-Boss? Heading into SummerSlam because he's kind of a bit of a loose end here. Didn't they have a match? We could, yeah. Virgil and DBRC did, so we could, we could ultimately just, if we're going to do that feud, this seems like a logical place to. I I feel we we need to do it really. Do it and get it out of the way (laughs) in some cards. And it got over. Yeah, well, well, Virgil was over like gangbusters that night at the Rumble and at MSG. Thing, thing is though is Piper on commentary at this point because Piper did I, in my opinion added a lot to to that feud so I think he's doing commentary with the exception of that that the match with uh, Slaughter at Main that we've talked about maybe yeah. maybe towards the end of the, the end of the year we can bring him back in but I, I've mm. got no need I don't think to keep Piper there constantly again another maybe interesting guy for Sid to uh, squash that's what I'd say I, I think he'd be a great guy for Sid to kind of because uh, that'd be Sid's first big feud as for the rest of SummerSlam so we've got kind of uh, Power and Glory beating the Rockers for the tag titles we kind of agreed earlier on what we got for LOD if we're trying to keep LOD strong for WrestleMania what we got for them Slaughter needs something to do <laughs> feed him Slaughter <laughs> Slaughter needs it a depends. partner are they just squashing or do we want them to have a match no, well this is the thing I want, I, if they're squashed they might as well just squash the nasties no, well, it's, it's, well, I, 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 I was always under the impression that DBRC and, and Quake against them would be competitive. 
Yeah, oh yeah, they're not going to squash DBRC in quick at all. The, the whole point of LOD in that scenario would be that it's an elevation for LOD rather than being necessarily in the tag ranks. They're like the over-tag team that doesn't need to be near the tag belts necessarily. So that's why I was thinking Slaughter, just because Slaughter's a guy that's been in the top mix with top guys, and we're kind of phasing him down anyway. He's not. He's, Slaughter is never going to win a feud on our watch, I'm assuming. <laughs> so with that we, being the case, why not just give him, give, yeah, find, a, a, find a partner for Slaughter? What do you think? Who's the partner? I would have said the Mountie, but the Mountie's uh, wrestling preoccupied. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, no, and the Mountie gimmick's too cartoonish for, for my taste. If, if the if the idea is is elevation of LOD, you don't put the the cartoon gimmick of the Mountie in there. All right. So who we got here? Dino Bravo's getting fired, by the way. And <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I was watch. Yeah. I, I was going to make some joke there. Future member of the Bullet Club. Squadron, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always tugboat. <laughs> I say, see, I, I was always keen on the firing tugboat. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Tugboat's getting yeah. canned, he's useless. Um, well, there's always Crush. Bring Crush in as a military man. What, a, what about <laughs> Corporal Crush? Corporal Crush. Corporal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like a, sounds like a shit cereal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Corporal Crush. Slaughter. Corporal Crush. There you go. That's the fucking angle right there. Uh, I'm looking at the roster, and you got like the warlord and the barbarian, no. and guys like like that yeah. is the alternative. So yeah. the only other one I, I was about to say until it was completely overwhelmed by Corporal Crush <laughs> was um, what, maybe maybe a heel anvil. Yeah, so it's like having him as a heel kind of I don't know guy for hire. I don't know. He's not doing anything for a reason. He, you know, he, <laughs> no, no, let's be honest. He, you know, as, as sort of a, <laughs> as a complimentary tag team partner with Brett and the Heart Foundation, it worked fine. You know, because mm. they covered sort of each end of the spectrum, if you like, but. But once you've split up the team, what's the what's the purpose of the anvil really? What yeah, it? Doesn't, a, doesn't give you anything, does he? So SummerSlam. So we got Hogan and Warrior versus Jake and Taker in the main event. <coughs> Randy Savage's referee. Bret Hart, Mister Perfect for the IC title. Bossman Mountie Jailhouse match. Virgil DBRC Power and Glory uh, winning the tag team titles off the Rockers and LOD beating Sergeant Slaughter and Corporal Crush. Which yeah. I, the more I think about that, the more I like the idea of like Crush is like bouncing around as like. Kind of like the the gun for hire because he was for demolition anyway. So make it make a deal out of that. Yeah. Sort of hires uh, hires crush as his new well, guy. He, he just simulates whatever gimmick he's he been associated with. He's, he's, he's a comedian. He changed yeah. gimmicks a thousand times anyway. So why yeah. not? I don't know if there's anything else you want to do on this car with a guy like Steamboat or uh, or if you want to put Sid in, in action here, Sid and, Sid and Santana here. You could do that. Um, Steamboat. Quake. Where's that roster list? Bulldog's kind of floundering here as well, though. Actually, this is the some where they did that fucking six-man tag to start yeah, the show. That they just horrendous yeah. six-man tag. Martel. Yeah, Doesn't okay. Worry. On the assumption that we can keep Martel, then uh, Martel yeah. versus Steamboat is a nice little opening cause, match. Because honestly, there's there is no one else. All right, so that's kind of what we got shaped up for that. Uh, for the Summer Slam card, we might make a, an extra edition, probably a, a throwaway six man match. Can, can, can we just have Steamboat beat IRS in the opener or something? There you go, IRS, yeah, that's the guy. Go. It will be something like that. It'll be a win for Steamboat, nice yeah. win to start the show. Let's move now to one of the big issues of this podcast. It was one that we obviously had to come to, which is the introduction of the nature boy himself, Ric Flair. Obviously, yeah. he had the bust up with Jim Hurd in uh, June of 1991. Sent the belt along. And here comes Spartacus on his golden chariot. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, and yeah, Bobby Heenan introduces the real world champion. Last on Pro Wrestling Only says, I think the booking was pretty strong in 91. There's not an awful lot that I would change. But I think the key to Ric Flair meeting his full potential would have required the WWF to do so many things that were so anathema to the way of doing business. I'm not sure it could have possibly worked the way we always imagined Flair versus Hogan in the 80s. It's just hard to picture a top heel showing up without Heenan or Perfect, with them presenting it as he doesn't even work here, uttering the initials NWA and acknowledging history outside their company. The only things I'd say that I think were more possible within their self-imposed confines that they didn't do were let Flair wear a suit more often instead of wearing his robe and gear all the time, even when he wasn't wrestling, and maybe not teaming in with other heels at Survivor Series where he becomes just the guy on the roster. For all the times they met, we never saw Flair presented as Hogan's equal in the build-up to any of their matches. And I realise he's not, but feeding that perception was the key to making the feud work as much as it could. The WWF seemed to realise that an in-house manager wasn't the best route and tried to bring in Jim Cornette, but Cornette wasn't interested, and I guess there weren't a whole lot more options out there. Uh, Craig Atkinson on the Facebook page for what he do with Flair is Flair versus Hogan. That's it. This was the match that had been built up through the 1980s. WWF Champ Hogan versus NWA Champ Flair. Both men could talk, could work, have Flair win match one at Mania, Hogan match two at SummerSlam, and match three at Survivor Series. And uh, Daniel Watkins on the Facebook page for what he do says, I would have put that cigarette out. This podcast had better be fair to Flair. <laughs> so uh, I guess now's the time to talk about what we do with Ric Flair because they kind of bungled it. They didn't do Flair Hogan at WrestleMania. It's the match that we talked about earlier at the uh, top of the podcast. We want to do Hogan and Flair at Mania 8 so let's hear it what are we going to do with the Nature Boy yeah a lot of this stuff is all just like in the details but those are the kind of things that I always kind of look out for it's all in the details yeah, uh, when, when you mentioned um, uh, I didn't really kind of like actually just uh, in, get in tune to it when you just mentioned it there like we, you barely saw Flair in a suit he you was, never saw Flair he, was, in a suit. he was always in his robe yeah like some weird like Hugh Hefner kind of freaking <laughs> deal but like Camp WWE yeah 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 basically but it's like yeah, yeah, let's not mention that again. He, he, no. he didn't, he, you know he always kind of talked business but like you know at least in the NWO you know he actually looked the business with the suits and so on so like I think like in terms of that presentation um, those little aspects those details I think he's absolutely right on um, I wouldn't change uh, his associates at all um, you the hope that the Heenan Perfect Heenan Perfect that, that's that's just freaking money. In line with what someone said earlier, um, in terms of some kind of horseman-esque thing, do we align with power and glory? Uh, see, oh. t- to me, any... Paul Rowan any... was never a horseman. <laughs> <laughs> Glorified gym rat. Um, I think any any attempt at an association comes off as a bit of a knockoff to me. Um, I, I'm... Happy to keep the associates, sort of associates, but I'd, I'd rather keep Flair as strictly a singles guy. Yeah, I, I appreciate like the thought process on that. When I just did, like heel stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, say, I'm, I'm absolutely in the same boat as you. When, when you said it, as the thought, like, man, actually, yeah, with with those two and with Perfect and Heenan, that's a pretty good group. But it, I, I, also, a I also agree with Carla. It does come across as like. And anyone, you put anyone in that situation, it comes across as a rip-off of the horsemen. And quite frankly, are any of them better than Arn? No, they're not. But if, and if you're throwing Power and Glory in there, yeah. you're throwing Slick in there as well. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Yeah. Oh, that, that's if you, if you, can, if you can't bring Arn, then don't bother doing it. Well, okay, so this is the thing. Let's just say, theoretically, even though we've kind of got the, the sense we're not going to do it, just for shits and giggles, theoretically, if you had to comprise a horseman of this roster, who would you put in there? Would it be Power and Glory, Flair and one other guy? Um, are you wanting to mention Shawn Michaels? No, but... If you if you're gonna mention him, because <laughs> um, essentially he's turned heel by you now. Could, you could, no, we yeah, could turn him heel. We could turn him heel. We, we could, could turn, turn him heel at any time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was quite nice. But then Kieran gets his way. If you put in Power and Glory in there with Sean, yeah, Sean's, I, don't, I don't. I don't like that. Sean's like the bottom guy on the team, isn't he? Behind Herc. <laughs> 
doesn't last long though. Pretty poor. Yeah. yeah, pretty poor. Well, not if he's going for the Intercontinental, he's not the bomb. Back to Flair, how are we going to introduce him? Are we going to do the similar thing where Heenan's got the belt, the, the real champion's coming? The real world champion's the coming? Champion. Okay, so how are we going to do this? This is the big angle. We're building Flair and Hogan. So let's, well, talk, let's talk brass tacks. How are, we, how are we going to build this up so it's better? Because the thing is, they ran it on house shows mm. and it lost its steam. Because to me, it's not a house show match. It's you, you as, as was proved in WCW when they did it three years later on pay per view, and it did fucking gangbusters. So when we're looking at Flair getting the title, Rumble. I'm thinking Survivor Series. Survivor Series, okay. As an idea, because I, again, I was, I was bantering around on how to bring in Flair. You bring, you know, so you do the whole thing. The real world champions come in. The real world champions come in. Heenan's the one that's doing all the uh, all the talking here. And you bring him out. You finally have him come out, and he challenges Hogan and Warrior because he's the real world champion. You do the whole thing where you're every dignitary you can find. Jack Tunney, Gorilla Monsoon, Vincent Mann, Terry Garvin, if he can keep his hands off the ring, boys, get him all out there, uh, and have him escort Flair away because he's not a WWF wrestler and his title isn't recognised here. Uh, Heenan, who's on commentary anyway, can use his TV time to kind of air Flair promos from the studio and kind of mm. you know, have, have Flair doing his grandstand challenges and stuff like that. Piper's on commentary too. You can you can do the whole thing where Piper's knocking him, saying that he's he's not the real world champion, he's not recognised here. And eventually, you do the scene similar to what they did, where you have Flair walk out and get into it with Piper. Whether he's, he's there as a guest of Heenan backstage, this is the kind of particulars they didn't really worry about in '91 WWF. Things just seem to happen. So have him out. Then. You can do a similar crazy scene to the one they did. Obviously, Vince got bashed with a chair in that one. But we can save that for later. Mm-hmm. Flair starts talking about how he wants to do the match that everyone's been talking about for years, and Hogan comes out to confront Flair and plugs. It's been a dream match. People have been talking about Hogan and Flair, blah blah blah. You can do the, the promo about how you know the, I've heard about you for years. You are what you say you are. I know you're great. Yeah, I know you earned that belt. Blah blah blah. And then Flair can turn around and tell Hogan that he's the world champion, and since he doesn't see a world title around Hogan's waist, Hogan's not in his league, the match he's talking about is with the Warrior, WF champion versus this champion, and then we can find out who the real man is. And it's kind of, yeah, you just kind of brush Hogan off in a kind of a funny dick way, telling a line about how he's not as big in person, you know, just kind of, the first confrontation with Hogan and Flair, just kind of get some digs in there, build a little bit of heat. Ho- Hogan, yeah, Hogan wants the match, but Flair's kind of brushing it off. But Flair at this point still not an official uh, WF wrestler as we do this. <laughs> You need a hot angle, you need one big hot angle, akin to where Vince got hit with the chair, to kind of put a bunch of, bunch of steam on, on Flair. And make, make him the hot outside, where you've got a situation where, the, whether it's again, Piper gets sick of Heenan, they, they do their whole thing, and you, 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 Flair just attacks Piper, Flair attacks fucking Monsoon, officials, everything's going crazy, Vince gets hit with a chair by accident, it's just absolute carnage and chaos. And then Flair, basically, after causing this crazy scene, Warrior does the running or whatever, Flair bails, and Flair basically tells him to fuck off. He, he, he wanted the match, the company didn't want it, he's, he's then started the shitstorm, laid out Vince, laid out Savage, laid out Piper, laid out whoever, gets all the heat, and then refute, yo, I'm going home, you didn't want to do it, fuck off. Then of course, everybody wants Flair in now, so they can get their hands on Flair to create the match. So Tunney, this is the kind of thing I can see WF doing really, really well. The Tunney negotiations with Heenan to bring in the outsider, for the big match with Warrior. Uh, yeah, and also you can have you know, the, different, the different terms that we're going to do this match on. It's going to be for the, the WF title, Flair versus Warrior. It's going to happen at Survivor Series. You can do the press conference with both belts sitting on the stand. It, it's, it's a proviso of the match that this is the last time you'll see Flair's belt. And then Flair can just say, it doesn't matter because after Survivor Series... Thanksgiving Day, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to need this belt anyway because I'll prove once and for all that I am the real world champion. And then he, he beats the Warrior at Survivor Series. This is the one thing that Hogan never did. I like all that, but but where does Taker fit into all this? Where do, how do we blow off Warrior Taker? 
Take a, is, take is, a while. Is, it's is, getting blown up at, at SummerSlam, pretty much. So we're saying, so we're saying the tag match is enough to... I think that's it. Okay. I think that's it. Warrior's going to need something else. I think Taker needs to be out of that mix anyway, because granted... He wasn't in. He wasn't in SummerSlam like one at all in real life. Which, which no, kept, he, was, he was at the wedding. He was at the wedding, but it kept him fresh for Survivor Series. Flair needs to. If Flair's main event in Mania, Flair needs to be the story. Okay, so, but obviously Hogan, Hogan presumably has, has already got his win off of Jake from yes. SummerSlam. That's enough by that point. Where do you go with Hogan and Taker coming out of SummerSlam? Because obviously you don't want them facing each other. Because you don't want either of them doing the job, especially if you're building Hogan for Mania 8 with Flair. Well, keep in mind it's Survivor Series, so you could actually set up a Hogan Taker thing and then just do the gutless, the, yeah, the teams do a gutless elimination for Undertaker as they always used to do, and then carry on as you will. Hogan, Hogan's going to need a gap anyway because Hogan needs to be out of the picture with Flair just to, just to be strong because he's going to win the Royal Rumble, yeah. and the whole idea would be and something that's and you need someone that's more convincingly distracting from Flair. Exactly. So Flair's, if Flair's the champion coming out of Survivor Series, I think Hogan confronts him again afterwards and talks about wanting the dream match again. And you know, Flair can emphasize it's a dream match because Hogan's dreaming because he's not in his league. He said he was before, and he proved it at Survivor Series by beating Warrior, which Hogan never could. And you set up a situation where if, if that angle is hot enough, if you create that, that chaotic scene with Flair as kind of the outsider and, and laying out Monsoon and Vince and Piper and all this stuff. And you create this this kind of environment where Flair's the most hated man in the WWF, and he's the champion. You have the deal where everybody wants Flair. Everybody wants to wrestle Ric Flair. Everyone wants to be the guy to beat him for the belt. And how do you resolve a situation where thirty men want one match? The Royal Rumble, and that's when you, for the first time, have the winner go on to WrestleMania face the champion, like with that rule in place. Mm-hmm. And then Hogan wins and gets Flair at WrestleMania. It is the big match that you've been building from the very start, but you've been teasing that it's not going to happen constantly. And then Hogan finds the way to make it happen. And you finally get so, Flair so, and Hogan. So we've got our Survivor Series main event there. I think we're not gonna do we're not gonna do Jake and Savage as a singles match at Survivor Series if if we want to carry it on through to, to Mania. That's a I mean that's a um, long feud. I mean I'm not I'm not arguing against mm, it, but yeah. I mean typically WF feuds didn't go that long, so you'd need to yeah. find a way to kind of well, they, really they, drag that they, out. They, 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 he started they, at SummerSlam. They, they'd, have, they'd, they'd have to be the captains or you do the snake or you just you do the, the whole snake bite angle to keep, keep Savage off the card what, 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 what um, if they were just involved in the, um, the Hogan taker what if they were part of the teams I, I think we're going to have such a lopsided card if we do think, I mean you know we, we're going to end up with another one of these Texas Tornado El Matador Sergeant Slaughter Jim Duggan sort of combination are you bringing really in El Matador for Tito <laughs> after he loses no <laughs> no no I'm not <laughs> Someone like Hogan, the Road Warriors, and someone else, because yeah. you, you still give the Road Warriors that rubber bean. Above, I hate to say above the tag belts, but you still give them, you know, rubbing shoulders with the top guys. Yeah. And what sort of what, Taker and Power and Glory, something like that. Yeah, if you want to start the road to LOD and, and in, in, insert you know, fourth member of the team, whatever that may be. This is the time for the Warlord to shine. <laughs> oh yeah. Steamer. Steamboat, St- St- Steamboat in the team. Yeah. yeah, Steamboat, and then on the other side you've got. It can be. It can Dibiossi. be. Dibiase, lovely. I can start Steamboat and Dibiase, which will be cracking. That'll do. Yeah. Dibiase. There you go. So you got Warrior and Flair on top for the world title in the uh, very big, very special match. Hogan, LOD, and Steamboat versus Taker, Power and Glory, and D-Boss. Underneath, anything else on the Survivor Series? Are we going to do the? Uh, well, I would like to see the tag teams mega match return, but I think we've got ten teams at this point, do we? Possibly no. not. No. <laughs> no. I mean, do, do we have do we have just Brett in a singles with the, with defending the IC title against someone? I would. I, I'd break up the, break up the Survivors matches in the middle. I guess there's always well, the Mountie. Do you, yeah. Do you still do the Mountie thing where he wins the belt and Piper wins it off him? 
Uh, no, I, I'm I'm going to say no to that because oh. you need you need Flair defending the title at the Rumble, and I think that's where you blow off Flair Piper. Seems logical if you, if you do the angle with uh, with Flair and Piper. I'm, I'm down with that big title win for the Nature Boy. Yeah. Jumping ahead a bit, but by the time you get to Mania, obviously we're not doing Sid Hogan. That's where you feed Piper to Sid. To Sid, there we go. Oh, it's all blending together nicely now. But what about Brett Bulldog? At this point, it's face face, and it's like face face when you're trying to rise Brett up. It's like ah, just send a mixed message. Well, you, could put, you could put, you could still do it. At, what about uh, Sean? At Wembley, but um, Sean. but Brett won the first match. Sean, no, you you, you don't want. The, I don't think you want the rematch. I just think keep it simple heel face here. I don't think you want to com- complicate things too much with Brett. So, so are we saying Brett shouldn't survive series here or Mania? Unless you want to save that for WrestleMania. Brett Sean Brett's, instead. Brett Sean or Brett Steamboat. Give Brett the win against Steamboat. Especially with Steamboat partnering up with Owen. That'd be quite interesting. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Sean's not ready by that point. No, I'd say he... Sean needs to be heated up for Mania, so... Yeah. Yeah. Mania 8 will go Sean we can go Sean Brett okay, okay alright for okay. Survivor Series to actually heat we're going to spend that time to heat Sean up in the meantime but yeah. Brett needs a heel at yeah. this point still bit of a tricky one but for who he faces again Mounty is a guy that they, about, they put a lot of stock in pretty early so well, yeah Mounty we're going what if um, what if he goes up against Earthquake Oh, a big challenge for Brett. How about Over Slaughter? <laughs> Slaughter? <laughs> Slaughter? He's jumping to everybody anyway why not? Yeah, yeah, screw it, <laughs> yeah. go on. Slaughter or Quake seems like the logical answer. I'd, I'd probably go Quake. I, I quite like the idea of Quake. Bret Hart and Earthquake. Yeah. Because yeah. if we build them up as this underdog, then yeah, he beats Quake. So those are the key matches. Obviously, in the yeah, undercard, we'll sprinkle some some uh, the minor feuds out there. Getting out of some general directions, we hit the home straight for WrestleMania 8. Uh, T Lynch 106 on the FOW board says, I would have take a go undefeated from the time he entered the WWF until uh, WrestleMania and beyond. You have him beat the Warrior for the title and then beat Hogan in the middle of the card to retain with help from the debuting Ric Flair, similar to Survivor Series. Then you end WrestleMania with a happy moment between Savage and Elizabeth despite Macho's retirement. At SummerSlam, I have Warrior come back for his rematch against Taker at SummerSlam in a streak versus career match. All the while, Hogan beats Flair in the main event, so you're still getting your 90s happy ending. This all leads to Tuesday in Texas, and the rematch to settle the score, and Hogan finally beats The Undertaker, and have Sid debut at the end to lay out Hogan. Al on Pro Wrestling Only says, I think Slaughter as a main event here was actually an inspired choice. Adding in the Iraqi sympathizer stuff soured it though. I would have done away with some of the more heavy angles they ran, like Warrior locking Hogan in the casket and Earthquake crushing Damien. I wouldn't have the cojones to run the Savage Robert Snake angle, but that all comes down to my own personal comfort level. Personally speaking, I love all those angles apart from the uh, the Quake yeah. Damien yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I I would actually I think heavy angles was uh, was what was needed this time to be quite honest. Crowbar on the FOW board says really I wouldn't start tinkering until early '92. Draw out Savage and Jake until Mania Eight. Do a proper Hogan Warrior feud uh, and have some kind of Sid take a double turn either at the Rumble or Satellite's main event just after it uh, which obviously we'd have to start in the summer Tiger Rick on the UK fan form great man says I keep uh, the two Mania 7 matches as they were but change the Rumble finish and have the Warrior tell Sherry yes to the match man's title shot Warrior would then keep the belt without damaging Slaughter uh, leading to title versus retirement at Wrestlemania plus Hogan vanquishing Slaughter in the semi-main event Warrior would retain and I built a Warrior Hogan at SummerSlam if for no other reason than to ensure it would never happen at Halloween Havoc uh, the only <laughs> finish i change at Mania 7 would be to put Bossman over perfect the angle was so brilliant that it needed the conclusion Bossman could then drop the belt to Brett who'd defend against perfect at SummerSlam while the Bossman moved on to the Mountie uh, the tag division was criminally undervalued in 91 you had the LOD waiting around for their turn with the titles demolition being wound down the motherfucking rockers doing absolutely nothing Orient Express not capitalising on their awesome rumble match and that cracking Haku Bar 
barbarian combo amounting to nothing. Meanwhile, everyone took a backseat to the Nasty Boys for the most part, and the natural disasters became the focus later on. With hindsight, I go with the Rockets taking the titles at Mania 7, loads of TV title defences against the Orients, Haku and Barbarian and Demolition, as well as the Nasties, as the LOD amassed wins over the same teams to build the SummerSlam. Marty would be the fall guy at SummerSlam, seeding Shawn Michaels' resentment. Survivor Series that year was rubbish. That would be another area I'd focus on. I'd have Flair win his match decisively to set him up for his title run. None of that Robert Savage team nonsense, just a cracking build to a one-on-one match. I'd also have redone the massive tag team match from Survivor Series 87 and 88 to set up LOD's next challenges, probably the natural disasters after all. Uh, <laughs> Sid would come in as a heel and have his own team opposing a boss man-led team. Lots of justice puns in those promos. Uh, WrestleMania 8 would be building to Hogan chasing Flair, Savage putting Michaels over, Hogan versus Sid Justice, he keep the Brett Piper match because it's too good to lose. Uh, Crossface Chicken Wing on Pro Wrestling Only says, I don't think there's much I'd change about 91 WWF. Maybe I'd give the Berserker a bigger push, because his huss, huss, huss shtick always cracked me up. So, uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen in <laughs> WWF. No. We don't get the Berserker stabbing the canvas angle with the Undertaker, though, which was like, I don't know why, part of my childhood lore for some reason. It seemed like everybody was talking about the time Berserker tried to kill the Undertaker. Did unfire him? No, no, he, he, he got fired. Did he? No, he didn't he get fired. brought in. He fired him. You, we all, everyone did. It's two and two. I can't really? remember who said the final no, but it was like a. I don't really I care. No. I wanted him in, but no one else did. I really don't care. Stuart Simiter <laughs> on the Facebook page in that case says, "I think I'd try and give Steve more of a push since all they did was put the daft costume on him. Yes, never pushed him, and he could have been built up. So, uh, Carl, you're getting very excited here." General Mike on the F4W board says, I would have put the belt on Earthquake at the Rumble had Hogan get his decisive win over him at Mania, and then he could have moved on to a house show program with Slaughter that could have ended with Hogan getting a big win at SummerSlam. Would have done Flair versus Hogan at Survivor Series with Flair getting the belt, and then Hogan winning the rematch with the title getting held up then. For Ultimate Warrior, I would have kept the Savage program the same, and then done Warrior and someone versus Taker and Jake at SummerSlam. Not sure who, though. Maybe Sid. Uh, Noid on TPWW says, The way I see your big centerpieces for Mania are Hogan, Savage, and Warrior. This is what we talked about before. You're your realistic main events are Hogan Savage, Warrior Savage, or Hogan Warrior. Uh, obviously, you've got two of those done already. Uh, you could run Hogan Warrior at the Rumble, give Hogan the belt back, and run Hogan versus Savage and try and pluck at the heartstrings as that Warrior Savage uh, actuality with that no good wife stealing product of a racist community, Hogan is the foil. Then you need to find something else for Warrior. I'm going to betray my lack of knowledge of the product at the time, but is Warrior versus Undertaker off the cards as a possibility at WrestleMania 7? The match may have blown, but it would have been a spectacle, right? Am I right in assuming that Jimmy Snooker came back as a bit of a turd? He was probably up all night murdering. (laughs) 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 I'm going with with Hogan versus Savage, which I guess means the Savage wins the 91 Rumble. I know title shots weren't automatically afforded to winners back then, but he's the guy that makes the most sense. The Hart Foundation were the tag team champions for Mania uh, 7, where they dropped the belts to the Nasty Boys, which made me want to snap my own neck. But Dave Meltzer actually gave the match a good rating. Could you switch the belts and start Brett's singles push with him challenging Perfect for the IC title at Mania? Which is an interesting scenario. As for who beats the Hart Foundation, how about putting the belts on either Barbarian and Haku or the Rockers and have that match be for the belts, while Demolition and LOD fight each other in that dream match? It sounds like the demos are at the end of their run, so they could put LOD over to go on and make the Rockers bounce around the ring. Since you got Slaughter doing the heel gimmick, putting him against the pro-American guy somewhere on the card is a given, just nowhere near the main event. Uh, Dusty Rhodes also falls into that category. Unfortunately, he was gone. Uh, Duggan's another candidate here. He also mentions the boot camp uh, suggestion. I guess you could do Rick Martin 
Martel versus Jake Roberts, just without the blindfold bullshit. So that's one for you there, Carl. Uh, Earthquake is around and adds that classic big guy spectacle or something. If you don't do Warrior versus Undertaker, you could put Earthquake against Warrior uh, and Bossman against Taker. Uh, with Taker versus Bossman, I'm actually thinking about saving people from a future Hell in a Cell match they'd have by burning it here. <laughs> so uh, Quake and Warrior isn't a bad idea at some point because actually they, they brought in Earthquake by having him lay out Warrior. And, and they never went back to that for you. So his WrestleMania, he's got Hogan versus Savage for the world title, Warrior versus uh, Taker or Earthquake, gentleman's choice, DiBiase versus Piper, Perfect versus Brett, Slaughter versus Dusty or Duggan in the boot camp match, Bossman versus Taker, uh, Jake and Martel, Rockers versus Haku and Barbarian, and Demolition versus LOD in the PT Barnum something for everyone match. <laughs> so uh, that's it. That's uh, his lay of the land there. So some pretty, uh, some pretty good ideas, very spirited ideas. We're hitting the home straight now. Royal Rumble 1992 and WrestleMania 8. So so far on the docket, we have Ric Flair and Roddy Piper uh, for the WF Championship at that show. We've got Hulk Hogan winning the Royal Rumble to get the match with Ric Flair at the same uh, at WrestleMania 8. And then at WrestleMania 8, we've got Sid versus Piper. We're going to build up uh, Sid at that point to where Piper's the guy that comes back to try and face Sid. Uh, and Brett versus Shawn Michaels as well as Hogan versus Flair. So for Mania 8, what's everybody thinking looking at this roster? Unless anyone's got uh, any other suggestions, I still think the um, Savage Roberts for Mania. Um, I did like the idea of it being in a cage. I think uh, if if they if they build up in the right way, just think uh, you know the, the the feud that can't you know the feud that has to be contained because it will just get too violent you know whatever and just uh, I think uh, if anyone could do a cage match like an intense cage match, bloody as well. We can't do blood in theory. <laughs> yeah, in, in theory. <laughs> But but you know like I just got this image of uh, Savage doing the uh, the elbow drop the cage. Off, off the cage to fucking kill Roberts once and for all yeah once and for all kill him once and for all like it's that moment where it's just like you know you can just imagine where they're like no Savage don't don't do it and the Savage <laughs> you know Savage is doing it and Savage is like you know even Elizabeth is begging him not to do it but Savage is just like nah I'm killing this fucker even if it kills me have we have we got six months of mileage do you reckon Jake was a great seedy motherfucker in late 91 in the Savage mm. feud so I, I love that stuff and I did think that it was stupid they blew it off but they, they didn't do they didn't take it to Mania for a reason I mean they must have thought that because Savage and Jake funnily enough didn't draw that well uh, as, as good as the but, angle was so I don't know if, it, if but, it's worth but, thinking about it maybe this doesn't have like still Mania it, it maybe didn't draw that well but we we've got other things that are that are much yeah. more the focal point yeah. in truth Ultimately, if, if that, that's a great feud ender. Savage, Jake, and the cage is, yeah. is pretty hot. So, Warrior has nothing on this yeah. show yet. Got Sid. Sid's got Piper. Oh, okay. Piper. So the alternative would be the Undertaker, okay, yeah. which yeah. we never did a one on one. Although the feud at all previously, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Was, which was, was why, say, if, if, if we if we sort of if we started the tease for for Hogan Flair, you know, before Survivor Series and Savage and and Roberts has started either before or around Survivor Series um, you know it, 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 there's a lot of feuds to drag out there if, we, if we're going to go back to Taker considering that started post-mania it's like one year in the making isn't yeah. it so, and, and so I'm not sure which is why I'm kind of thinking mixing it up if Savage Jake ends before you could do Savage Taker and Jake Warrior which hasn't been done yet as fresh matches is neither of them will have the punch of Savage Jake yeah, in the cage yeah. but they, yeah. may, may, who knows maybe Savage and Taker would if you had a hot angle and Jake Warrior could too. Savage, Savage, and Taker could, in, in, I think, in the sense that obviously you you booked them both strong in the build. Savage is obviously coming off the Roberts feud with a win, and we've we've not had Taker do any jobs. I just think at that point, though, Roberts Warrior, you know, we've had Roberts do the job at SummerSlam. 
He's losing to Savage here. Well, Jake was done with the company at main mm. rate anyway, so... Mm. Again, not, not that you want to kind of, you know, do the self-fulfilling prophecy of just jobbing him out the door, but what what more is there to do with Jake at this point anyway? Because, like I said, we've got Flair, we've got Sid, we've got Taker. So, Jake's lifespan at the top mm. of the card... Well, that's what I'm saying. I think after the Savage, I think Jake's lifespan's already gone. So you think that there's, no, there's nothing... Because at that really point, he's lost to Hogan. Yeah. I just think it's really hard to heat him up to a, a decent level as well. Uh, yeah, I think Savage might be the, kind of the last straw for Jake then, at that point. So I guess Warrior... I guess Jake's going down the card. Can we... Can we, can we do, we've mentioned Warrior Earthquake in passing a couple of times. Can we keep Earthquake strong enough for Warrior at that point? Mm, I don't know. If he's, losing the, if he's losing the breath, then... The breath oh, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. Why are we so hot on Sid and... Piper. Piper. We're not necessarily we're not, no. We're not necessarily so hot. I just thought at the time it'd be an ideal person to continue to feed to Sid. But if you, if you feel Sid's been fed enough by that point, yeah, go with Sid Warrior. Yeah, Sid's been there since July, so this would have been a strong yeah, six months probably, of killing. He's fucking, probably yeah. been fed enough by that point then. Yeah. If you go, if you go with Sid Warrior. Oh, so fucking was, hell. So was that? So was that what we were saying? Well, that Sid's strong enough to face Warrior? Piper. Okay, you go Piper and Jake because the promise be good. Oh, that'd be great, actually. And yeah. I was going to go Savage Sid to get Sid in positions like a, a legitimate and a more contender coming out of Mania. Then you got Warrior still. Who's with Taker? <laughs> Who's with Taker? What, Warrior and Taker are the others? Well, no, because that's the one that we were talking about. Oh, shit, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so to me, it would be more to do Taker Savage, Warrior, Sid and Warrior, Warrior, and then Piper and Jake. God, that match's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but yeah, we've, we've, I think we've got enough elsewhere on the card, haven't we? You know, We've got, Bre- we got Brett and Sean. Yeah, Brett and Sean, Flair and, and Hogan will be a, a spectacle. And you know, People weren't as high on work rate at this time. I think we can get away with the, uh, the Look star Look what the main power. event of WrestleMania 8 was anyway, know. you know? LED versus Power and Glory. LED finally get the belts here, we're thinking. Yeah. yeah. Good good long run Power and, and Glory. No Lots poor, of power plexes. No Paul Ellering and no yeah. soon-to-be debut of Rocco the Dummy. No? No. No. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about Steamboat? What's Steamboat doing on this show? Steamboat and Owen versus someone. Yeah, yeah they just haven't beat the Beverly's in the opener or something. <laughs> Lots of thought went into that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> per- perennial <laughs> openers, Orient Express, lo- lose to babyface tag team of the moment. Yeah, nasty boys, Beverly Brothers, one of those heel teams. They're all they're all fodder anyway. Let's be honest. Something a little bit more noteworthy. What, what, if, what if they face DiBiase and someone? DiBiase and Quake. Then they come back and they're like the they're rest of back. <laughs> the <laughs> aftershock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Just, yeah. It just gives them a little bit of, of names to face rather than to be honest. Beverly's. I don't know. I do want to come up with something for Quake and for DB. I mean, DB Ossie's you know, classic. You've got to have DB Ossie on the show at this point. So, um, pff, Bulldog hasn't been. Uh, not too much has been done with Bulldog if you, if you want to get him in the mix there. What if you have, uh, what if you have, um... I suppose we need to Bulldog someone's if we're still going, yeah. you know, if we're going to Wembley eventually. Yeah. But I don't know, Bulldog DBRC? Bossman DBRC? Oh, that's yeah, Slaughter. Bossman, yeah. <laughs> 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 Can we not sort of 86 Sarge at this point? He's not sort of outlived his purpose. Yeah, I think so too. We've got a pretty strong card here though so far. We've got, uh, as, let me just kind of uh, round it out here. We've got obviously at the top, we've got Hogan versus Flair. We've got Sid versus Warrior. Taker versus Savage. Jake versus Piper. Brett versus Sean for the IC title. LOD versus Power and Glory for the tag titles. Uh, Steamboat and Owen against either the Nasties, the Beverly Brothers, or the, the, the team of the month, Orient Express. I think go Nasties on that one. Nasties? Yeah. Alright, that sounds yeah. good to me. And then guys, underneath we've got, we've got nothing for so far like DBRC, Earthquake, Mountie, Bulldog. 
Virgil, of course, who's been turned babyface. The the old traditional like multi ba- battle royal. Oh, I'm never. Gonna, <laughs> I would never book a battle royal. I knew. I knew it. Kieran, tell us again about those lazy bookers and their battle royals. <laughs> lazy fucking indie bookers with their fucking battle royals. Their royal, oh, oh, their royal oh, rumbles and oh, money oh, in the yeah, bank yeah, concerts. Yeah, the, the last chance Royal Rumble for all the losers earlier in the uh, car. <laughs> What, Never what, what, in what my life uh, <laughs> I book a battle fucking royal. What about like just Ever. the six man men or something like yeah, that? Yeah, team, team, team Virgil versus yeah, Team D Boss. Yeah, Bulldog, <laughs> Virgil, and Boss Man versus, yeah, DBRC. Quake. Quake and, and Mountie. Mountie. There you go. Yeah. There you go. We're all they, thrown they, together, all hodgepodge. Won. A lot of those guys have all like feuded with each other in some way. So yeah, but, they, but, connected, but so. the other the other feuds have got to take priority in a case like this. Exactly. Hogan and Flair's the priority. Sid and Warrior, I don't know how you want to get into that. Yeah, I, I think at that point you can probably do something pretty hot with Sid where... Uh, well, well, the, maybe. Well, well, the thing is, coming out coming out of that match, who, who do you want to be the bigger thing, Warrior or Sid? Sid. 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 Honestly, I, th- I think the, the angle that would probably get the most interest is if Sid, because he, he, he used to that thing that I loved when he would kill the jobbers and put them on the stretcher and did the 911, you know, put your call 911 sign around the neck and stuff like that. Have, have Warrior do a stretcher job. Mm. No one's ever seen Warrior do a stretcher job. He asks that he does it for a couple of power bombs and he's like, holy fuck, this guy's laid out the Warrior. The Warrior never, ever gets wheeled out in stretcher. You know, in, in much the same way they tried to give gravity to Papa Shango, <laughs> making him ill and um, stuff like and, that later in the night too. And, and coming out of Mania 8 and 3, we wouldn't have a lot sort of automatically lined up for Warrior, so probably does well to keep him off TV for a while afterwards Jake yeah. Piper w- war of the words after after Jake loses uh, the feud to Savage obviously you know, Jake's going to need something that is, is, is prominent but at the same time doesn't feel like it's in that top mix I think Piper's the perfect guy if he's kind of you know, in and out yeah. at the time anyway Taker Savage needs a hot angle what do you think for that? puts Liz in a casket terrifies her yeah. terrifies her Savage can't try, get in try, he's screaming try, no. Liz, 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 Liz is the guest on the funeral parlour fro- fro- throws her in the coffin throws her in the coffin locks it up and fucking buries it <laughs> That's buries, a bit it, buries it buries it and fucking Savage is like clawing away at the fucking dirt trying to bury, trying to dig That's... up the fucking casket back I, up I know we mentioned about heavy angles <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm slightly uncomfortable yeah. at that point. In terms of honest. Barry and Liz, you do have Luger debut at Mania Race anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I completely lowered the tone. <laughs> all those times, all those times you tell me I've gone too far by making jokes about Liz being killed by Luger and you do it now. I didn't put that phone call on the air, Carl. Don't yell at me. <laughs> Sorry, we've done the Taker Warrior Casket angle the year before. So hopefully it's not too similar, but the idea of putting you know Liz in there, I think, is is pretty hot. Yeah. And the, and the funeral parlor was still knocking about at that point because that's how they they um, they did the, that's how they did the Jake thing Jake anyway. So yeah. Taker. So in terms of winners here, let's just run up and down the card for WrestleMania Eight. Hogan versus Flair. Who's going over in the battle of the, who is the real world champion? Do we have title on the line? Flair. Well, it's got to be Hogan. It's yeah. Got to be Hogan. This this is this is all underpinned by the notion that the Arsenio Hall show has never happened and Hogan's not going away. So uh, it's got to it has to be Hogan. Sid versus Warrior. Sid. Sid beats Warrior. Yep. Same for Hogan coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Smell the work rate. <laughs> Taker versus Savage. Taker. Taker. Okay, so this is interesting because we mentioned before about Sid and Taker both being at the top of the car doing the monster heel shtick. Should Taker turn here at some point? Maybe coming out of main you could do. Hmm. Depends on the balance of the rest of the roster, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. But I think that kind of has to happen. Take, I think it has to turn babyface after having been such a strong monster heel. Him against Sid, perhaps. Yeah. Seems like the logical thing to do. Uh, so Taker gets the win over Savage. 
That's all right. Just seem to be having all the heels win. Oh no, yeah, yeah, we're just having all the heels win. Oh, because yeah, Hogan's uh, not a heel. Yeah. Hogan's a heel. <laughs> Jake versus Piper. Is this kind of call it as you see it? Because if Jake's leaving, then Piper, Piper obviously. I'd go Piper because as well. Then Piper. If you're holding yeah. off. It depends if you go straight to Sid and take her, but they could then Because you could then feed Piper to Sid. Exactly, yeah. Mania through to SummerSlam is quite the long gap anyway, so, you know, sadly, it's main event somewhere in there. Bret Hart show Michael's Intercontinental title. Bret. Bret. Not, ta- not time to take it off him yet, looking for Bret no. and Bulldog. Uh, and then obviously we've got a Steamboat with Owen going over the Nasty Boys, and then we've got the, the All Star match British Bulldog, Virgil, and the Boss Man against DBRC, Earthquake, and the Mountie. Uh, so faces or heels here faces. faces with Bulldog getting the pin on Earthquake Body slams Power Slams Power Slams Earthquake Power Slams Earthquake, <laughs> Power slams earthquake. Pretty, yeah I like it there you go that, that, that's as we have it of course hopefully we've done a decent enough job of Hogan and Flair we've built that up just to get some more of your, your thoughts and your general directions here before we wrap it up we've still got a little bit of time the Generation MC on WrestlingForum.com says for the Rumble he'd have the Warrior retain the belt over uh, Mr. Perfect not Sergeant Slaughter uh, the Rumble match comes down to Hogan Earthquake and Savage Hulk barely eliminates Quake but Savage sneaks up and gets the win for Wrestlemania he has uh, Slaughter not turning heel uh, but unsuccessfully defending America's honour against the Mountie uh, Hogan finally gets revenge on Earthquake defeating him in a stretcher match to prove he still has what it takes to go with this generation Warrior defeats Savage in a brutal cage match in the main event to remain the champion Savage is badly injured and Sherry turns on her meal ticket which I love that line <laughs> uh, leading to Elizabeth reuniting with Savage at SummerSlam having gotten his mojo back Hogan teases a rematch with Warrior Jake Roberts convinces Hulk to wait and offers his services to prepare him for the big match down the line of course Roberts turns on the Hulk so in the two clash at the pay-per-view in a DQ finish where the snake tries to cripple Hogan Warrior loses the WF title at SummerSlam to The Undertaker in devastating fashion in his scenario uh, at Survivor Series Ric Flair makes his WWF debut claiming to be the real world champion and has an inexplicable vendetta against Hulk Hogan Roddy Piper takes exception to Flair running his mouth so the two captain their respective teams and Flair is the sole survivor uh, Roberts and Taker reveal their alliance to keep Hogan away from the title and take out Warrior who hasn't been seen since SummerSlam with no one to back Hogan up Macho Man leaves commentary the team with his old foe to face Taker and Roberts at the pay-per-view. The Mega Powers make their comeback and win the grudge match, but fall victim to a horrible post-match beating from their opponents, starting up the individual feuds of Taker Hogan and Savage Roberts for Tuesday in Texas. After the match, Taker and Hogan have their rematch at the 92 Rumble, which is marred by Sid's interference. Uh, Flair wins the Rumble match to set up a huge Mania 8 main event for the WF title against Hogan. Savage and Roberts' feud gets so out of hand that it's determined that at WrestleMania 8, uh, the WWF isn't big enough for the both of them. Uh, so obviously it's going to be a loser leaves, which is pretty much what happened with Jake anyway. Uh, Hulk Hogan wins his last match via pinfall against uh, Ric Flair, but the Ultimate Warrior makes his return at the end to save him from a post-match attack, much as they did anyway. The WWF title is vacated after Mania 8, leading to a tournament for it in the summer, culminating with a new champion being crowned at SummerSlam 92 in Wembley. It's a different way of a uh, different approach. Niall Clark on the Facebook page says, at his Royal Rumble, the Warrior retains against the Heel Slaughter. Uh, Savage attacks him post-match. Earthquake has a dominant spell on the Rumble, but is eliminated by Hogan. Earthquake comes back and attacks Hulk and allows him to be eliminated. Savage wins the Rumble, which is actually one of the more common things we've heard about the course of this. People wanting Savage to win the Rumble that year, heat him up back up as a heel. At WrestleMania, he has Savage and Warrior top versus career as well. At SummerSlam, he has Hogan beat the Warrior in the Ultimate Challenge 2 to win back the title. Savage is reinstated and feuds with Jake Roberts. Roberts beats Savage with help from Taker. 
year. Brett beats perfect for the IC title. At Survivor Series, Flair debuts, costing Hogan the title against Jake Roberts, but doesn't wrestle on the card. Taker is the sole survivor in a Survivor's match. Sean turns full-blown heel and goes solo. In the aftermath, the DF title is vacated due to the controversial ending and put on the line in the Rumble, which Flair wins like in real life. Uh, at any rate, Flair beats Hogan, so I guess uh, there's one for you, G. Uh, Taker beats Warrior, Savage beats Jake, Brett beats Piper, LOD beats Demolition, and Sean beats Marty. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Hughes Meister on the FOW board says, Taker being in place of Slaughter makes the most sense to me, but since Vince was hell-bent on that Slaughter run, fine, through Mania. But then the feud needs to end. It was silly to prolong it all the way to SummerSlam. After Mania, I would say wait to a Taker-Hogan feud immediately, building to a match at SummerSlam where Taker gets the belt due to interference from Flair. Then Hogan gets his rematch at Survivor Series, which ends in a screw job. The belt's put up in the 92 Rumble just like actually happened. Flair wins, Hogan beats Flair at Mania 8. Michael3165 on the UK fan forum says Warrior at the Rumble would defend the heavyweight talent against Mr. Perfect in a competitive match where Perfect almost picks up the upset. Uh, Hogan wins the Rumble match as a way of setting up the main event of Mania 7. At Mania 7, Hogan would beat Warrior back in the rematch to close their feud one year on. This could have been played really well if given the chance with Hogan questioning whether he and his Hulkamaniacs have enough left to defeat the new monster, the Ultimate Warrior. At SummerSlam 91, he has the Warrior feuding against The Undertaker leading into uh, a casket match. The first ever casket match at this point it would be. Uh, Taker comes out of that feud as the number one contender for the title following a run-in from Warrior's next rival, Jake Roberts. Hogan will be thrust into the WF title picture over the summer by exploiting Slaughter's hate against the USA. America. Uh, no need to piggyback onto the war situation which would have died out by now. This would have been a boot camp match with Hogan, providing the juice before falling uh, the anti-American sergeant for the 1-2-3. At the Survivor Series, Ric Flair debuts a few weeks prior, staking the claim to being the true champion and challenging Hogan for the title at the Rumble. Hogan tells Flair that he has to get in line for the shot, but Flair goes on to win the Rumble to face the champion Hogan at WrestleMania. The whole Flair-Undertaker-Hogan thing comes to a head at the end of Survivor Series as it did in reality, with Flair going over Hogan at Mania 8 for the title. Bit of debate there. Some people really want Flair to have the big long run, but Flair... Is Flair's natural lifespan in this, this feud as the outsider to be to lose to Hogan in the end? It seems natural to me that it has to be, right? I guess so, I think... Maybe it's because subconsciously the way we're approaching it, in the sense of it, it was always traditionally the the company of the babyface champion, and people come to expect that. So maybe it's sort of just we're naturally looking at it in in that manner, as opposed to the NWA or WCW tact of the heel champion, you know, the heel champion in the territories who generates all the money through the chase. So, well, how long was Flair there for? He was there for about uh, a little under two years. When did he leave? Uh, start nice start of 93 Right after the death of the Rumble pretty much See if you could stretch it out to Mania Now that is last match that's, He holds the belt that long And <laughs> in the rematch Hogan finally beats him Dude at Mania 9 Yeah Yeah One full Yeah It would be fucking better than what they did <laughs> It'd be hard to be worse It's not as if Ric Flair hasn't been to plenty of toga parties before either <laughs> Uh, Sergeant Mill on the UK fan from says I love 91 as well I started watching wrestling in January of that year and that period through to Wrestlemania 8 remains my favourite the main change for me to echo what's already been said is that I'd have done better with the tag division I'd have power and glory win the belts off the Heart Foundation early on and then lose them to the Rockers at Mania 7 the Rockers would then lose the belts to LOD leading to their inevitable breakup the Heart Foundation would break up leading to their match at Mania 7 which Brett would win the Nasty Boys would be nowhere near the spotlight <laughs> the Undertaker would have beaten the Ultimate Warrior at SummerSlam I'd have done more with Greg Valentine after his performance in the Royal Rumble which is uh, the first uh, mention of uh, the hammer and the last and the last because I disagree I would probably try and can him at this year <laughs> I thought well, I thought Valentine was done here 
And in, in, in the fast, you know, the fast, you know, paced world that we live in, who's got time for a 15 minute warm up? <laughs> <laughs> and I have turned Ricky Steamboat heel, he says, upon his return. No. What? <laughs> no. No. Ricky Steamboat was never heel for a reason. Oh, he never saw what he could do. His, the name's, man, the man's his name's Dick Blood. He, that's, a, that's a great heel name. The man's a saint. <laughs> Boy better now on the F4W board says, if I want to keep things simple, I just get rid of Slaughter's title reign and not have his stable main event SummerSlam. Lovely, that's right, we'll agree with that. <laughs> at SummerSlam, he's got Hogan beating Warrior in the rematch, which seems to be the other commonality. A lot of people want that rematch at SummerSlam. Uh, Savage and Ric Flair. Ric Flair comes in as a babyface in his scenario, which is quite interesting. He's the one that makes the, uh, the save during the wedding reception that gets crashed by Roberts and Taker, not Sid. Uh, so Savage and Flair is a babyface team beating Roberts and Taker uh, and Bret Hart beating Perfect for the IC title at SummerSlam these are the Survivor Series where you got Sid uh, losing to Hulk Hogan Savage beating Roberts in the cage match uh, Ric Flair babyface Ric Flair losing to The Undertaker Flair turns heel before the new year wins the world championship off Hulk Hogan he says after The Undertaker's interference at the Royal Rumble uh, Savage wins the Royal Rumble match for a second time uh, Warrior returns in time for WrestleMania so you got Savage beating Ric Flair in the main event for the WF title uh, if Hogan loses he must leave the WWF as he loses to The Undertaker IC title Bret Hart beats Piper as happened in real life and he's got Warrior versus Jake here as well the, the one thing that strikes me there is the, uh, the main things I, I can't imagine bringing in Flair as a babyface no, no. And I also I can't I can't endorse the scenario where Savage ends up as champion either because Savage I think it was obvious Savage Savage is the world champion at that point was not the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one last one I'll get to here is Reginald the UK fan form says ninety one was amazing. It's my favourite year. I'm resisting the urge to just wax lyrical on all the stuff I loved, and I guess I'm just going to stick my nose in and contribute something. Uh, he says that he wouldn't change a thing with the main feuds, title feuds, or with the Rumble or Mania booking. Uh, I'd have tried to get Taker or Jake into the SummerSlam main event, but otherwise that show is perfect for me. Survivor Series should have had Jake and Savage in to make the four versus four match happen rather than the six man crap. Um, Jake's character was amazing after the heel turn, but he virtually had no matches, which was a big disappointment. The Dragon was criminally underused too, and this was a big missed opportunity for me. So I'd have rectified things with those in regards to those two. Um, last but by no means least, I'd have made sure the coach never existed. <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> an interesting one there to end it out with. Um, but yeah, so we've pretty much stretched the gamut. Uh, we have unfortunately run out of time. There's some other suggestions I want to get to. Macho Bulldog91 on WrestlingFrom.com had a huge uh, scenario that I wanted to get to, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to have time to do it justice. Is that, is that a, a two-shot drink, by the way, for a drinking game? What's that? Stretch the gamut. We have stretched the gamut. We have uh, run the gauntlet. <laughs> As we've talked about it, we've gone through all the feedback that we have time for today in terms of this kind of rebooking of 91. Are you happy with the way things have gone? By and large, I'd, I'd say I am, and you know, we've made a, a really credible breakthrough with the uh, Corporal Crush, and um, <laughs> and also almost just that's the, up there with the Jamie Noble Kane tag team that we came <laughs> at that time. Well, and, sometimes I even amaze myself. <laughs> and um, come on, Kane! <laughs> oh God! Oh, there's the Woody Harrelson face. <laughs> Bastard! Yeah. And the other important thing is. We haven't booked Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a single. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even realise that. He's fucking fired. That's why. Duggan or the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers didn't get a mention. Yeah. Sabah Simba didn't get a mention. I, fi- I yeah. figure he's. He, uh, Duggan's the first person said rapes. Like, <laughs> when he comes in, he just destroys Duggan. That's it. Uh, and, and I guess that's what it comes down to. Do we think that Flair could have been booked differently and better? Could he have kept the steam long enough to be hot enough for the for the match with Hogan at Mania? Or was, yes. it a, was it a cop-out? Or was it a dirty cop-out from Vince to go with Hogan and Sid? Yeah, I, I think absolutely think he, there was... That was the match. How can you not fucking do that match? Yeah. and just, It's a big show match. Yeah. It's not a house show match. Out on a house show is just crazy. And, and here's the real black, black eye for Vince. 
WCW did it. And uh, yeah. he did it well <laughs> in '94. Uh, I'm just, I'm just glad after you know we, we decided that '91 needed fixing, and you know we tried to make some amendments as to where people were placed, and uh, you know we decided that we believed we could keep Ultimate Warrior on. Then we, then he actually ended up staying. It's, it's good to see that in the end, Hogan ends up on top winning the title, and Ultimate Warrior stretched out but after jobbing to someone else. Yeah, I would Thanks expect, for sticking around, Jim. Yeah, in, in, a, in a twist on reality, I expect him to walk out after WrestleMania. Right? Yeah, so. exactly. It's just great though of the, of the two people that stunk up the main event of WrestleMania Eight. Both of them go over, and the two people that actually <laughs> had the better match at WrestleMania Eight both do the jobs. <laughs> well done, guys. We're great. Hey, this is the thing, though. I mean, honestly, and maybe this is inherently the problem with what happened in 1992. Maybe this is the big, le- the big lesson of this of this exercise. Was 1992 doomed to fail anyway because of, of the talent they had? If, if you kept booking Hogan in the, in the in the in the lead instead of trying to build someone new, is it though? Is, is it that? Because to be honest, look at what happened to the numbers when Hogan left the, the company. The pay per view numbers went to shit immediately because they hadn't, they hadn't prepped anyone to replace him because they dam- they damaged Warrior. And but they, Hogan, then he fucking left anyway. Not everybody and he didn't have a replacement. Not for everybody him. can be Hulk Hogan. That's the point. H- Hogan was a star of the magazine, but they didn't even fucking try to find a replacement for him. So surely that should have they, been our duty they, to try and find who would have been a replacement. Tried with Warrior, but Warrior had a natural shelf life anyway because he was fucking crazy, and he, yeah. and he was always going to bloat when things didn't go his way in the yeah. end. And, and it was pretty obvious by what happened in real life. So and it would have happened to us at some point anyway. As soon as we start, because either Warrior's got to be the guy forever, and we don't know if that's going to draw to the level of Hogan. Because like I said, Hogan was the guy that was moving numbers more than anybody else for, for the most part, with the exception of that run in the summer of '91 that we mentioned with Warrior and Taker. But I don't know that there is an obvious answer outside of when Hogan and Flair's done. I don't know what's left for Hogan. Sid yeah. doesn't appetise me at all. Sid will get us through a few months, maybe, and then we go to what? I mean, you know, I guess. Hey, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's not <laughs> yeah, my problem. That's not a fucking problem. Fucking Brett's getting it. With Brett, yeah. Is, yeah, Brett, but Brett's not. Feud, yeah, I don't know, man. This Brett is food going back and forth. This is the, this is the problem, I guess. With ninety two. Bring in the gold club. Gold club, baby. 92, the the issues with 92 from a talent perspective. Who knows if if all the scandals that ended up happening would have had much more of a diverse effect in terms of the audience in general just losing interest. So we have to do a 92 podcast now, following on from where we booked up to. Who knows? <laughs> Let's leave that to the loyal listeners. Do you want us to dig the hole, dig ourselves out of the hole we've just built for ourselves? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the irony of just like how, how, how Hogan was placed during that time period and just Warrior just dispensing, being dispensed. And in the end, even with all our kind of like, you know, moving parts around, we still end up just putting the belt on I, Hogan and Ultimate Warrior fucks up. But here's the question. I, but like G, we, we G, did, in the long run, we didn't actually G, change anything. Gee, I understand that. But I bet you're pound to a pinch of shit. <laughs> you wouldn't be arguing the toss like you are now if we put the belt on Savage. Damn right. See, and that and that's yeah. Because he's not Hogan. But that's yeah, and, and yeah, the numbers yeah, weren't Hogan's yeah. either. Very quickly, because I think this is a, a valuable point to, to whether or not '91 was it, the booking was the mistake, or whether it was it was the scandal, or, or whatever it was. If you have to for the year of 1992, with everything that we've laid out there. Look at, okay, what's the potential replacement for Hogan? If Hogan's losing his steam, what are we going to instead? They tried with Warrior, it didn't pan out for whatever reason. He had a lifespan on him because he's fucking crazy. Whatever. If, if, if it's not Warrior, and Hogan's come to the end of his shelf life, mm. who, who's the next guy? Is it Sid? <laughs> <laughs> what, you got a face what, turn what? for Sid or Taker? 
Could, if what? you don't like Shul, you don't like Brett, I don't think he's that level then. Why, why, not, yeah, why, why not. couldn't it have been Flair? As a baby face? Yeah. I why couldn't it have been Flair? Been. He, he's, he's been able to carry a company before. If we're bringing him in as not the, the world, same company, the world not champion, not the same type of actually. Yeah, but if we're bringing him in as the world champion, making a big deal um, out of him that he's yeah, Hogan's equal. Yeah, yeah, but let's be honest, as, as much as we can say Ric Flair carried the company, you know, Babyface Flair in, in 89, you know, there's some, you know, sort of artistically, I hate to use that word, but, you know, there were some great storylines. There's stuff we can watch back now and really enjoy. The ratings were okay during that time as well. The ratings were okay, but it wasn't doing gangbuster numbers. Let's not pretend any different. It's a different audience. He was faced on his, based on his history as a heel. It's a different audience to WF. But I think the whole point of this is that we booked to the strongest match. The one money match that needed to happen was Flair and Hogan. Yeah. We've got fucking plenty of time in 92 now to go just build some, something else until SummerSlam. So. <laughs> so basically we've got Hogan and Sid for a few months and then we're going to desperately scramble for an alternative. Okay, but again... Well, yeah, and in, and in fact, you know, that's the, the notion of, or, or sort of the concept of like a, a work rate and sort of a, a real thirst for that wasn't as prevalent then. No, of course now. not. You know, I don't have the whole WrestleMania 3 debate, but let's be honest, Hogan and Andre didn't draw the crowd on the base of how good people thought the match was going to be. Or the trickle shit backdrop. <laughs> the trickle shit backdrop. <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just sum it up right here. One word answer around the table to wrap it up. Who's the guy that you're looking for to replace Hogan? Kieran, go. Steve Austin. <laughs> Christ's sake. <laughs> that we've got here at the time. Alright. Brett. Carl. Short term, I'd probably say Taker. G. Blair. We've got to be fair. <laughs> or Brett, secondly, yeah, because he ended up being. Uh, I'll say probably Taker. Actually, I think Taker was well, the guy who yeah. felt the hottest. Taker, short term, but long term, it's Brett. Again, that, I think that'd be a, that'd be well, a yeah, because yeah, result of booking. Yeah, because it, so. yeah, because also if all the, the the bullshit ends up happening anyway, you know, the, the trial lab thing, it's gonna be it's gonna be Brett's or the Flair's, sure. even even if he's oh, still, it's, still as a heel, it's, it's gonna Taker. be those guys. Still Taker. I think the thing with Taker is, as his career's shown, he's not lead champion. Guy, given the yeah. gimmick as a he, face, Taker, Taker, Taker was a draw until they did that casket angle in '94, yeah. and then when he came back as a house show draw, he was like, funnily enough, pretty much dead after that. But he he moved numbers when he was on the house show as, as the lead on the house show up until that point. So I think Taker's probably short term, like we said, probably the best answer. So that's probably the way things are going. So with that said, we have unfortunately run out of time. I want to thank everybody for listening this far. If we didn't get to your feedback this time, we apologise. We will be back next week on Squared Circle Gazette Radio uh, with a concept, Kieran, that you brought to the table. Well, I was just thinking all this hoagie bear talk, <laughs> and I can't remember what year it was, but my first memory of wrestling was, obviously I'd, I'd heard about wrestling, but my first memory of it was Hogan, some kind of like talk show with Hogan, and he was like locking up someone else I can't remember who it was Richard Belzer <laughs> <laughs> and it was like wow look how big these guys are and then there was a clip it must have been from Japan with uh, Great Musa doing a handspring elbow on him in a corner Yeah, and it's like wow this is wow this is wrestling so yeah the, so the concept for the show is what's your first memory of wrestling how did you feel about it at the time and maybe in hindsight what do you think of the same Moments that how it influences a fan, yeah. how, how you look back on that moment, yeah, now in, in retrospect, how, yeah, how, how it influenced you at the time, uh, looking back on it, yeah, so anything like that. First memories of wrestling that's a, that's a pretty fun one. I'm looking forward to that one that's coming up next week on Squared Circle Gazette Radio. So, uh, we will be dropping that on the Facebook page, slash scg radio, on all the forums as well. So, we will be back next week. Thank you very much for G John Chase, Ooh. for Carl Jones. I'm off to power up the laptop. And for Kieran O'Rourke. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> I'm Liam O'Rourke, and we are out of here. Talk to you next week. <laughs>